welcome to this week's episode of what's the show name again? Pop. <laughs> I forgot. You were doing so well. Like, you, you're really into it. I okay. just looked at you yeah, and then just like, blank, <laughs> blank. Um, oh, pop, pop salsa. Pop there you salsa. Go. Pop is salsa. Our official. 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 I like official. it. Official. official. Our official name. Pop salsa. Coming to you live from our headquarters in. Um, Undisclosed location. <laughs> X. Just, just, just off of the 110 freeway in South Pasadena. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I see it. Um, I watched. I was watching Top Gear. You know uh, what that shows? Yes. Yes. The, the British one. Mm-hmm. And whenever they're like, "Oh, we're here at this at this warehouse in super secret location, just off of the," and they named the freeway in, like the <laughs> intersection. That's <laughs> why so I decided to to start the show. Um, but I'm here with my bu- my good friend Ernesto. Oh, hello, Ernesto. Hello. The fourth, oh, the, the fourth, the fourth iteration, the f- the fourth uh, version of this, <laughs> the fourth version of Ernesto, version four point oh. And uh, my name is Joel. Joel, we're Joel. here to talk about what's been going on in the past couple of weeks. We haven't recorded because of uh, health issues. Yeah. Somebody decided to go to Disneyland. That's <laughs> <laughs> the, bl- the blankest guy. I got you something. You did. Yeah. You got me an intern patch. Yeah, it looks nice. It does look nice. Yeah. And a little um, pin. Yeah. So, science like, is awesome. Science is awesome. We all like science. Yeah, science is dope. Um, so, how was your couple of weeks since we last recorded? It was pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. I mean, you said Disneyland. Disneyland. How was Disneyland? It's been like... Five five years. Five years. I've only ever been to Disneyland once. Yeah. I was a kid. I was like six. Yeah. What did you? What was there? This is in the nineties. Oh. Oh. So so you haven't been since. I haven't been since then. Okay. Yeah. So So you haven't been reindoctrinated. Nah. It just seems like it's too fucking crowded. It is. It 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 really is. I had the fortunate. I guess unfortunate to get the park hopper stuff. And mm-hmm. it's just, it feels like there's a, there's everyone, everywhere you go, it's like there's a lane and pick a lane and there's just a lot. Of and people. with all the COVID restrictions, I guess it makes it more dangerous. Dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Guess, would you say hectic in a way? Not really. I mean, you do have, we ate at the PIM kitchen at the Avengers campus, which is like this cool little, like, hey, there's a pretzel and it's huge. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a little gimmick stuff and it's pretty cute. But um, there are people by the door saying, like, put on your mask because the indoor restrictions mm-hmm. are, are in effect. Yeah. yeah. Are in effect. But you always have those people who give those stares, like, why? Why do I need to do it? And stuff like that. Yeah, it's the, the new Delta variant is throwing um, a loop. Yeah. Or a monkey wrench into everything reopening again, right? Yeah. Like, I don't, I, I, I hope we don't go to a full lockdown stage again. Yeah, no, please no. <laughs> I don't think uh, we, as a people, will permit it. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of that there's places where, as, here in L.A., they're, they're thinking about making a mass mandate again. Mm-hmm. Which look, I don't have a fucking problem with it. You know, there's some, I don't, there's I some people, mask. yeah. You <laughs> double I, mask. I double mask. Some people do have a problem with it. I I don't understand why. I would like to hear like a valid, um, reasonable explanation as to why you don't want right. to wear a mask. Right. Um, but you know, they're they're they're. I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> oh, the COVID restrictions in Disneyland. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. since I I feel like it reopened Disneyland like earlier this year, right? Yeah. 
and then there was a lot of a lot of uh, scene with like oh what uh, what capacity it was gonna open, and then you just mentioned that it was gonna be like at twenty five, right? Right. But there's still a shit ton of people. Yeah, there's still a lot of people. I actually don't even know if it's twenty five to be honest with you. I feel like they just left let anybody go through nowadays. Though, mm-hmm. but they, I don't know if it's they took out the tram, which is from the parking lot of, to the theme park itself. Yeah. I guess it's in response to COVID because everyone would be in close confined spaces. Yeah. But even then, you get close confined spaces when you're in line and when you're in like doors for rides and stuff like that. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. You Not know, really. like it's it's something that obviously being the first pandemic in ninety percent of the people's population of this planet has has to go through. Right. Um, you would imagine that. There must have been some sort of set guideline. Yeah. But apparently, you know, past administrations fired a bunch of people. Who were, <laughs> who, you know, were trained. That. Yeah, and, trained uh, in that. But, uh, but, you know, who's pointing any finger? <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's terrifying. I actually had um, a relative in the Philippines. She got infected with COVID. Mm-hmm. And in the Philippines, it's a nightmare. Like, they don't have enough vaccines. And mm-hmm. they're requiring, by law, like, they'll arrest you. If you're the out. president doesn't play around, right, right. And I guess like I guess this COVID stuff's really monkey wrench in her plans or his plans, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they uh, the fact that they don't have restrictions, they don't have restrictions, they don't have vaccines, and their ideas to just literally lock people in. Yeah. Or, as Americans, we're like the stuff that they're giving us the choice to do it, even yeah. though we don't do it. Even in other countries, like the Philippines, they don't even have vaccinations. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of speculation um, whether or not the vaccine, like, works. Mm. I'm sure there is some sort of percentage. Like, I'm not a scientist. I'm not going to be like, don't (laughs) take the vaccine or do. Feel whatever. Listen to your local doctor, whatever. You know, that type of bullshit. Right, right. But it feels like maybe, like, like obviously, this is an extreme situation where we had to, we're not us, but, like, the the FDA, the people who, who... govern this shit because I don't want to say who know about this shit because <laughs> most likely they don't know either right but who govern this type of things they allow the vaccine to be like released so quickly right and I, I guess I, I understand that there's a lot of people who, who feel like that they should that they have some trepid trepidation 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 towards having that information you know and, and I understand right, to right. some extent like what's we're supposed to be injecting this serum into our bodies and expect for everything to go 100%. And for me, I was fine. Anybody I know, I don't know anybody who's had a reaction to the vaccine, thankfully. Right. Um, I'm, I'm, I know this is not the case because of there's um, the reports and people, you know, that type of stuff. I, yeah. I, I read or heard about somebody who got the vaccine and he said he, his, his um, body was numb. Like he couldn't feel anything. Oh goodness! Yeah, so and for like a month, which was which was wild. But everybody has a different experience on their own. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's crazy. It's, it's we're just living in crazy times right now, where we thought we were out of this, but it feels like maybe there's something else gonna come back. Yeah, I remember hearing it from England. Uh-huh. England, right? <laughs> I don't want to say Great Britain, <laughs> but uh, yeah, England. I remember. Same thing. Right. <laughs> I remember there being that the variant. I don't know if it was Delta, but I know some there sort of some sort of variant, and it was like as though it was what, like not Land of the Dead. What's the second one? Twenty weeks later, 20 oh, it's weeks happening later. again, yeah. right? You know, <laughs> and that scared me because it's like 
we have this, we have the vaccine, it's an unknown vaccine, it's, it's fairly tested because mm. we're doing it widespread, but then there's this other variant, and now we don't know, again, I'm not a doctor, like mm. Joel said, yeah. but we don't know how this Delta variant would interact with the now yeah, vaccine. And, and one of the, the, I heard of somebody, a conversation, somebody was saying that like vaccines are supposed to prevent you from having the vaccine, from getting the disease. Right. So like, if, if you're telling us that we need to keep taking more, then that's not a vaccine. That's just treatment, right? And that's right. that's true. You know, we take very true. We take uh, the measles or the the polio, right? And we don't need to take it again for x amount of years, if ever, right? But this, if we're gonna have to be taking the, the some sort of coronavirus vaccine every couple of months, then. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe we should just stay inside all the time because I don't want to get pricked. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> I mean, that's almost like dialysis. Yeah. Right? I yeah. mean, if we have to, what is, is that the cost of going outside? Here's your injection. You know, yeah. don't die. And it's, is that going to be in our distant future? Yeah. If we don't know what this Delta variant, if there's going to be another variant, what's after Delta? Like Alpha? Alpha, Beta. Beta, Zima? <laughs> I don't know. But this thing, I don't know, it involves... Charlie, Charlie, <laughs> Charlie Ferret, Echo, 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 it's like Echo, A, B, yeah. C, D, E, Echo, Echo. right? <laughs> the Echo variant, right, right, Echo variant, because we keep repeating it and like put on your mask and yeah. stuff like that. But. Yeah, I, I remember listening to a, a, I think it was a virologist from working in Harvard, and mm-hmm. this is back in November. He was saying like we should focus more on at home testing mm-hmm. and give the people the the discrepancy, I guess mm-hmm. is the word. To, for them to test each other themselves every day and to be like, hey, look, I'm not feeling well. Let's let me not go outside. Right, right. But there's I haven't heard any emphasis on at home testing or anything like that in in those lines. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Like there's there's obviously COVID testing. Where you go line up in your car and they stick a fucking <laughs> Q tip up your nose. Is it usually throat or nose or both? I think it's because because. The, the mouth and the n- nasal cavity, uh-huh. they're all, like, here, collect the same way. Oh, God. So I guess, like, they shove it in your nose because it still gets some... some I don't mean to laugh, but yeah. just, I've seen videos where it's, like, a guy gagging and it's like, come on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Who's your daddy? There's, like, they're force-feeding, like, the ducks with, um... The, the liver, the pate. Oh, they good. force feed their ducks to like fat <laughs> them up. Oh, shit. Yeah. And, that's, <laughs> and that's what it's like. It looks like they're just stuffing fucking... <laughs> Fucking Q-tips and people's <laughs> orifices. Like surprise! Like, <laughs> Did you have you gotten tested? No, I haven't. I've got tested. Oh really? Yeah. Was it? It oh. was. Uh, it wasn't. It didn't suck. Oh, it yeah. was. This was like. Remember when they were first coming out with the testing, mm-hmm. and people were like saying, "Oh my god, they stick like a fifteen-inch long Q-tip <laughs> in your brain." <laughs> <laughs> they like tickle the, the bottom of your brain or whatever okay. but it was they did go pretty deep uh-huh. but not as deep as like it was like maybe like something like oh, that's, like three I mean, or four inches something like that where right. they just and then they swapped around and then it made me my my uh, water eyed right. I got a little teary eyed and stuff like that but it wasn't anything like oh, okay so but I'm saying like if there is a way where we could get at home testing it wouldn't be something like that it would be something more akin to like uh, testing for diabetes, like checking right. your sugar, something right. where we get to that point where you could, you know, either drop a blood, drop a split, or something, and it reads whatever your um, viral load that you have in in, in your body. Yeah, so, that's like, I, I'm sure the whole sticking in your nose thing was the most immediate mm-hmm. like solution to like quickly get tested, but there yeah. has to be maybe a little bit slower test, maybe an hour, something that takes yeah, some like, same day, something same right, day, right, yeah. right, yeah. 
Um, and yeah, so but there's also the, the giant discussion of of when people in power, you know, there's that saying, never let a good tragedy go to waste. Right. And uh, this is definitely by far the biggest tragedy we've, we've seen worldwide. As a species. As a species right. in, certainly in my lifetime. In a lot of people's, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Same, just, same, yeah, like, by the way, like, <laughs> roughly around the same age. So, right, right. And to, to believe that the people who, all these governors and, and mayors and stuff like that who, who granted themselves these emergency powers mm-hmm. to believe that they're going to willingly give it up once this shit is over is, is, is ridiculous. Right. You know? <laughs> like, we know history, like, the, the history we know. We've seen the pattern. We've yeah. seen where shit can lead to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the old adage, right? Absolute yeah. power corrupts absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And this may not be absolute power, but it's a degree mm-hmm. of like power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, like anybody who has, who gets to decide whether or not other people get to, you know, work right. or uh, be able to to provide for their families just because. We're, we're living in a pandemic like I understand yes there's something that needs to be done mm. but to what extent do we say do we get to evaluate and be like hey what you did didn't work so we have to change courses right but now it just seems like especially here in California this ultra uh, democratic liberal state that we live in where, like <laughs> militarized this, yeah this, I mean. this militarized state where people like feel like they're they have to force you to do something right and that's not what we're made for that's not the, what this country stands for it's not what any individual shouldn't hold authority over another in regards to whether or not you could feed your family or whether or not you're about to lose your business whether or not you yeah. know some there's there should be some consideration in um how the effect of what ha- what actually happened at the start of the pandemic if that's the right choice we should pursue right. now Especially yeah. since we're facing a new variant. Yeah. It's, uh, it's hard to show, really. Yeah, yeah. But, hey, look. Yeah, you're right, yeah. How did we start on? Oh, because you were at uh, Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just that corporate feeling, right? Yeah. It's the revolutionary in those gets out. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, so, this is the first time you've gone to Disneyland in, what you said, like, around five years or so? Yeah, five or, five or six years. How was uh? What was your favorite, the Avengers Land or the Star Wars Land? Oh, that's a that's a toughie. That's a toughie. Yeah, because I, I love Star Wars. We mm-hmm. both do. I mean, yeah. it's something that we die on the hill for. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, it's uh, it feels very corporate. I know that's that's all done. Oh shit! It's it's Disneyland, but the whole this it's called Savvy's Workshop, and that's what I wanted to go to, which is where you build your lightsaber, and it's they compare it to a religious experience, but in Star Wars. It was like, yeah, because I mean religion, right? <laughs> Jedi is, oh, but yeah, it's uh, like you build your lightsaber. Yoda speaks to you, saying that you know you're the last, you're the hope, or so and so, blah 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 blah. These YouTube videos I've yeah. experienced in real life, but you have to have like a month reservation before, before, yeah, before, and it's through the app, and it's like, yeah, you have to reserve it like it's some sort of restaurant or something. So you didn't get uh, your your Jedi. The only thing I did when I went to Galaxy's Edge was I went to the Millennium Falcon, uh-huh. and then hopefully, thankfully, there's no like virtual line or some crap. You're an engineer. Yeah, was it? You're an engineer. Yeah, I was. Oh God, remind <laughs> me, I hated being an engineer. My mom was the gutter. Really? Why yeah, did she, she was, I don't know. 
I just like, hey, it was really cool. It was like the the driver and the co-driver, I guess, the co-pilot, mm-hmm. you know, they're the ones who do the hyperspace thing. And it actually has like a kick when you go into hyperspace. It does, like the... Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a really nice experience by itself. But the whole Galaxy's Edge, I just literally, I drank blue and green milk because that's what I wanted to drink. I bought a thermal detonator Coke and then... Uh, <laughs> And then that's it. And you spent $300 on <laughs> pretty, those three things. <laughs> Look at this fancy bottle I bought and I'm never going to open it. But yeah, I spent about like yeah, 20, 25 bucks for was, that stuff. There was this episode of Simpsons when they go to Epcot in uh-huh. Florida. Uh-huh. And at the end of the episode, Homer jumps the, line, jumps the fence to go into Disneyland, right? Yeah. And he goes up to a churro vendor and he's like, can I have one churro? And they're like, certainly. That'd be eighty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea. I was looking at the. I was on the drive back, and I'm looking at the list of stuff that I bought, and it's like twenty five, eighty. All right, that was the spider bot, right. and then the 25, 25, 25, and it's all card. Yeah. So you know you don't have to fumble for change. You know it's just me. Worry wow. about that later. That's crazy. Yeah. That's the one thing like uh, the. I haven't like I haven't been to Disneyland since I was a kid, but the the theme parks I have been to, it's insane how how much they mark up something you know something simple even food, like you go you go to to like uh like a burger place mm-hmm. a little or a canteen something at like uh, Six Flags or something burgers are like in a fries yeah. burger fries and soda is like twenty five bucks where you could get some something for under ten right right so it's it's insane now I could imagine fucking Disney. Our, 100 bucks. Our, our one point overlords now. <laughs> Praise me. Praise me. But we, maybe we have another one with the Amazon. Oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, did you enjoy your, your time at Disney? As much as overpriced and corporate as it is, I, I couldn't help but smile yeah. when I saw the Millennium Falcon. I think I saw, I saw Kylo Ren. And some stormtroopers, you know, and then they dance for you. <laughs> right? No, 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 that's extra. They didn't do that. That's extra. That's that. Where, where do they do that? Do they do that here or in? Uh, oh, you're right. I dance. think they do it here, don't they? Or is it in Florida? I don't. I don't remember. Isn't there? They, a, isn't there an outpost? In start Florida? dropping it like it's hot. Right. Yeah, I do remember <laughs> Vader dancing. Yeah, it's um, um, village people or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like, I haven't been to, like I said, I haven't been to Disneyland since I was, I don't know, six or seven. Mm. But I, I really don't have a, that much of an interest aside from going to see the Star Star Wars and then the Avengers. Pretty much. Aside from that, I don't give a shit about Yeah, that's, that. we got the park hopper because I, I spent time with my cousin. Mm-hmm. And she does, we don't really spend time as much. I was like, yeah, might as well. Ooh, spend time. Right, spend time. <laughs> and then, yeah, she, she enjoyed herself in the Avengers campus because she's a Marvel person, mm. so she, like, loser she, she took pictures with everyone loki was there she was like she was the first in line and then i think thor she bought thor's hammer but uh yeah everyone <laughs> and she kept playing with it and it's making noises and stuff like that but uh yeah yeah i, I enjoyed the experience as it was that's and, cool you're right yeah. yeah i didn't go anywhere else i didn't go to like cars land or you didn't go to toontown or anything the no i just straight to galaxy what about the rest of your family did they explore or they were just no, with they, just galaxy's edge yeah galaxy's edge and like we're not going anywhere else we're going to galaxy's <laughs> edge or going to uh, avengers campus and yeah avengers campus was it's a little like it's still in progress Mm-hmm. Right, like there's only one ride, and there's every show is just kind of like a magic show that lasts for five minutes. So it's like Water World. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much Water World, like minus 
the world and My best water. water. <laughs> <laughs> the gunfire and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. God, Waterworld was awesome. It is awesome. Is that still there? Probably. Universal Studios, right? Yeah. And why why did they take out the Terminator for They got the Terminator? Yeah, they took out the Terminator right for a minions ride. Minions? Yeah. But Waterworld's still there. <laughs> so I don't <laughs> Waterworld is awesome, man. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, yeah it really is. <laughs> I like uh well they took um we know that they took the um, the Back to the Future ride yeah. and sw- swapped it with the, the, the Simpsons right away. Yeah. I went to Horror Nights a few years ago oh. with a friend and we got there. I got the early early admin pass. Uh-huh. So like when the when um, uh, Universal Studios was closing down like around 5 or 6, that's when we went in mm-hmm. and then we basically got on all the mazes and all that Dude, shit. That's awesome. Before like by the time we got to the last one it was, there was like the lines were fucking crazy so yeah. we didn't even bother but like we got there and we were going to the mazes and my friend was like you want to get on one of the rides I'm like fuck no I came here to the for the like I live right here You but yeah Universal Studios is pretty great I, I, I like it for, well compared to Disneyland yeah I mean it's the poor man's Disneyland granted but <laughs> the poor man <laughs> cost the same right <laughs> pretty much right and then but I, I do like you know the tours and the history and, mm-hmm. and us being yeah. in that industry yeah. it's like we're in our element yeah going on the tram ride especially that's one of the coolest things because it takes you through a whole bunch of the sets that they use yeah for Jaws and Back to the uh, Future, the, future the, the airplane movie oh what was that one? War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds, yeah. yeah. And then the whole set, and they like they tell you the history. And it's like, yeah, we brought, brought a 747, and we destroyed it. Yeah. Something like that. It's pretty cool. It's, it's, it's definitely for, if you have family who come out of town, from come from out of town and stuff like that. It's definitely, we have plenty of shit to do here, and without a doubt. I mean, you have yeah. to, you know, from wherever part of it, unless you like, <laughs> well, not even that. I was going to say, unless you like get a hotel room from across this, directly across the street from wherever it is you want to go, you uh-huh. have to, you have to separate like two and a half hours to travel. But I'm thinking maybe, <laughs> you never know, maybe you have to give yourself some time if, you live, if, you're, if you're in a hotel room across the street. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then the Transformers ride, which is exactly like the Spider-Man ride. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Transformers ride is, I, I love that ride. It's like yeah. just single rider and you just keep going. I heard that they were upgrading the, the Jurassic Park ride. Oh, yeah, they did they for did. A World. They I did? Think. Yeah, for World. Instead of a T-Rex, it's the whatever was chasing them I'm in World. I don't know, the Dominus Rex or whatever. The white whatever one. fusion or the abomination. Like Raptor fusion, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Chemical X or yeah. some sort of abomination. Abomination unto the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> what have you done? It's like, well, what's his name? The the scientist Michael something. Uh, Jeff Goldblum's character. It, no, no, the Asian dude. Isn't that the the main uh, architect? Of yeah. The, I, I forget his. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know Jurassic Park. And I went to the Star Wars. Movie. It was crazy. It was it was surprising that he survived the first one. That's what I said. I I'm like, you're still alive. One, yeah. <laughs> it's like, didn't you learn from your lessons? Um, yeah. Did you see um, the Ghostbusters trailer? Yes, I did. Did you like it? Oh, God. It looks so much fun, right? I, I liked it so much that I was cautious why I liked it. Why? Oh, because it's it's easy to fall in the trap of nostalgia. Yeah. Right? It's like Marvel built an empire on like the nostalgia of the 80s and the 90s, comics, mm-hmm. books, and stuff like that. So when I see Ghostbusters, which is supposed to be Ghostbusters 3, technically... 
uh, come out and it's like the Ecto One. Here's the Pillsbury, not Pillsbury Toy, uh, the State Marshmallow. Puff Marshmallow Man. Thank you, ver- mini versions of them, right? Here's the That's Ghost Trap. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> and it is. But I, I, I like. Am I getting like? Is this a new chapter in the lives of you know the Ghostbusters? Mm-hmm. And it is. Yeah. And uh, but is it me just getting caught up in nostalgia again? I would say a little bit of both. Hmm. Like you look at the pedigree of of the Ghostbusters. Ivan Reitman directed. Yeah. Wrote and directed. Son of... Um, no, Jason Reitman directed. Dur- son of S- Ivan Reitman. Or a son of Ivan. Yeah. yeah. It's like a horror movie. Son yeah. of Ivan. <laughs> <laughs> it was, look, written written by Jason Reitman and Gil Keenan. Somebody, re- I don't know, somebody related to them, I guess. Um, <laughs> I and it was produced by Ivan Reitman, so the dad. Yeah. So you know the, the Ghostbusters 2 not in, into consideration here, but yeah. Ghostbusters, you know that there are at least the people who are in charge of the original yeah. have some some hand in in this one. Yeah. Um, um, but it, it, I'm excited. I'm I'm off. Like I watched the first one. Mm-hmm. I don't remember watching the second one, although I'm sure I have. Yeah. But just well, Ghostbusters is one of the few like those nerdy geeky movies from the '80s that I actually like. Yeah. Like I'm not a, the biggest fan of Back to the Future. Yeah, but I love I like Ghostbusters. So seeing seeing that Ghostbusters, seeing that's a, an actual continuation mm-hmm. to to pass on the the torch, something that seems natural that uh, feels natural. Yeah, um, the cast, Paul Rudd, can't get it go wrong. A, yeah, right. can't go wrong. Paul Rudd. <laughs> Paul Rudd. Pick a movie where he, that he was bad in it or that was bad, just in general. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, like, I love them in Ant Man, mm-hmm. and like, I don't know much about Ant Man and the comics, but Paul Rudd. Feels like I want to get into like Ant Man. Charming, yeah. He's yeah. really yeah. Scott yeah. Lang is hilarious. Yeah. Um. You, you, the Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray. I'm looking at the cast right now. No. Oh. So Dan Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray are back. Pretty much everyone's coming back except for Harold Ramis. And uh, the without the glasses, I forget his name. I'm so sorry. Uh, he became a dog in the first one. The guy with the glasses. Yeah, he was a uh, he was the. It was the secretary and then him in the second one, but he became a dog, you know, the gatekeeper and the key master. Yeah. And he was the one that got possessed by the dog. Yeah, he's not because he's retired. Okay. Yeah. So. Hmm. But I'm 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 all for it. I yeah. Can't, I can't wait for to see it. Hopefully, I'm I'm not gonna go to the theater. Oh right no! Now. Yeah, I don't Are know. you gonna go to the theater? I I don't know because I'm building a suit. A suit. Yeah, I or I. <laughs> Uh, a Ghostbusters I, I or, Yeah, I or ordered the like jumpsuit. In general. No, suit. Suit, like a three-piece suit. <laughs> like, hello, everyone. No, uh, Rick Ghostbusters. Moranis? Yeah, Rick Moranis. Yeah. But I thought he was coming back. He was out of retirement. I'm not sure now then. Maybe. Mm. Maybe it's like a surprise thing. Because I remember, like, I know he retired because his wife died and he wanted to take care of his kids. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a, I feel like a couple years ago they announced that, remember, honey, I shrunk the kids. Well, I'm going to shrink them again. Like, it was that type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to get those damn kids. Yeah, yeah. No, va- I vaguely remember. Maybe. Maybe. It might be, like, a surprise thing. A surprise thing. thing. Yeah. Maybe, like, a, a, like a, a, a throwaway cameo type of thing. Yeah, or, because they didn't mean... Post-credit scene. Yeah. post credit <laughs> like, a, a la Marvel or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm building a, a Ghostbusters jumpsuit. That's cool. Yeah, and I bought the jumpsuit stuff. I don't know if I have the weight. I need to lose weight. <laughs> but, <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm. You're. You're right. It's definitely something that we don't see passing of the torch too often. I mean, mm-hmm. I use Creed 
majority of the time just because because it's literally continuation and he fought he gives the the, the torch your song is playing in the back of my head and the rest of, as you're playing songs scenes are popping in my head like, like, like stop it but uh yeah yeah it's it feels definitely if anything a, like a good passing, passing of the torch yeah, yeah. I like that it's like we were watching the trailer before we started recording. Oh yes. And you mentioned it was the niece. Yes. But I like that it's 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 in the bloodline, but not um, like a direct. Like, yeah, direct descendant. Right. Yeah. And, and then I like that obviously uh, Paul Rudd is gonna have some sort of role to play in this movie, mm. but it doesn't seem like he's gonna be the one to take up the mantle. Right. Like he's right. not the next Bill Murray. He's not the next Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, and that's which we, we talked about the 2016, and mm-hmm. that's what it felt majority mm-hmm. of the time. It felt like, because I think the reason why you like Ghostbusters and one reason why I like Ghostbusters is because it's one of those few 90s, 80s of uh, uh, nerd fandom stuff that didn't grow as big as like Star Wars mm-hmm. or Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Right? There's no like legions. There's no Ghostbusters Day where there is a Ghostbusters Day. But there's not like it's something that's televised. There's not really a ride for you know. It's not very corporate. Yeah, it felt like it, it was one of the, the those that era of movies to be like under wraps. Yeah, like in the same yeah. in the same way as like Goonies. Yes. Or, yes. Or um, the Gremlins. Yes. Where these movies were like there's a whole community out there, people especially involved in the same things that we are. Yeah. Where you you talk about Ghostbusters, you talk about or the Goonies, and you're like, oh my god, these awesome these movies are so awesome. But you look at the box office numbers and you're like, well, what happened here? Right, they right. Felt like It felt like they had some sort of cult following after the fact. Right, right. And and Ghost, I'm a huge fan of Ghostbusters, but it's, mm-hmm. it's, they took advantage of what technology had at the time to make this story that's outrageous and wonderful. And it just oozes 90s. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's like you said with the cult classics, and I do like the fact that that is felt in afterlife just a little bit I mean you see the influences especially. yeah yeah I'm just looking right now Ghostbusters 1984 made 295 million dollars so looks like we don't know what the fuck we're talking about is that a lot <laughs> is that, I mean is that a lot back then uh, back then or well, maybe it's not a, it's not a I mean it, it warranted a sequel I suppose yeah budget 25 to 30 million oh wow running time yeah 295.2 mil so it looks like it was a success Right, but it's something that felt like it flew under the radar. Yeah, to some extent. Yeah. Um, Like, back to the... I feel like... I mean, you have uh, Ivan Reitman, and then you have Steven Spielberg. I feel like Back to the Future... Or John Hughes. I feel like Ivan Ivan Reitman, John Hughes is more of a comparison, because Steven Spielberg has been doing it for... Yeah. Like, ever and ever. True, yes. If you think of iconic 80 movies, John Hughes, you have... uh, the, uh, pretty in pink and you have like, mm. those type of movies yeah, where, yeah. where it's synonymous with like there was a, a bunch of uh, the generation of, where, of the 80s where it was like do I like The Breakfast Club or mm-hmm. am I like uh, uh, Ghostbusters that's true something? yeah right it's it, it's it's one of those films that it felt like it was very in it's time yeah like you can't detach it from another era and put it in another like 2016 they they treated the Ghostbusters movies as though they're these huge pedestals you know, mm. that you'd have to like emulate. The, they left like this outstanding saga, right? That they right. had to live up to, right? And they, they they well not that they didn't, but it's not something that you want to build your core characters about. Yeah, right? all these characters. I don't, I'm simplifying it. 
but essentially every character in the new 2016 was a variation of Dan Aykroyd, Bill, Bill Murray, Murray, and their character. And they're just a mismatch. Yeah. Where you kind of lost who they were. Yeah. But in this one, it feels more like they're their own characters. I love the fact that they're one generation off. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that correct? Yeah, it's a generation. A generation off, and it's... No. it's what is it? Two generations. Two gen- oh. Son, son, daughter, generation, grand, grandchildren. That's the second generation. Oh, okay, so they're two generations. That's even yeah. better. It, it just feels like they're coming from a point of view that they don't really know what's going on, but they lived it. Uh-huh. Not like the Skywalker saga. It's like, oh yeah, you're just, you're essentially the daughter yeah. <laughs> of like this person. Yeah. You're the son of this person. Yeah. And, and I feel like if, if this is a, an also a, a better way and we saw in the trailer that they've introduced more diverse characters. Mm. And not just diverse characters, but diverse uh, cast. Mm. And I feel like this is the perfect way to do this. You know, you, you introduce, um, you know, introduce, but you set up these characters to basically essentially like stumble on the, the the secrets of the past and then they, they try to figure it out and then right. you know there's a whole bunch of misadventures throughout their journey right other than like in the 2016 where like you do say it felt like a cut and paste they okay we have these characters already let's just replace them with women right and like no no um Disrespect to Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCartney. They're really funny people. Like yeah. Bridesmaid, even the director Paul Feig, Bridesmaids is one of the funniest movies, like <laughs> ever. Like, right, you've seen that movie. Yes, right? well, <laughs> last year when they were doing movies at the the driving movies at the Rose Bowl, we I want to go see that. Oh, that's awesome! I didn't get a chance to do drive-in movies. No, yeah, it was on my list. I wanted to watch Tenet. Oh, thankfully I watched that in my house. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I didn't watch Tenet in a car. I'm like, yeah. What's going on? <laughs> Oh yeah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. We, it was like a whole bunch of artsy, like these not really interesting movies to me. <laughs> but then we saw like it's not like they were gonna premiere uh-huh. actual like new movies. Right, right. So right. when I saw it was um, Bridesmaids, like hey, I like Bridesmaids. That's so. awesome. Did you get? Did they have like a little concession stand? Or they gave you... us free non-alcoholic beer. Oh okay, that's not too bad. Yeah, I'll just like, yeah. Oh, that's. It was, it like popcorn, fun. no popcorn. Nah, we oh. we went to the store beforehand and bought like chips and stuff. Oh, okay, like good, not bad. Yeah, 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 you have to have some form of concessions. I mean, yeah. personally, I'm like you know, popcorn, soda. I'm happy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we go to a movie, it's like popcorn, please. Yeah, Every, yeah. it's a tradition. It, it's it. it's it it enhances the 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 enjoyment. Yeah, definitely. You know, like even though. I'm one of those people who finishes their popcorn like before the first trailer. <laughs> yeah, I wait. I'm like a dog. Like, yeah, but then I, your popcorn gets all cold. And, yeah, no, you're right. That's true. Yeah. That's, but if, if you're uh, you're um, part of the AMC like member group or whatever, you just get free popcorn. That's your plug. Yeah. <laughs> like, <you're right. laughs> I mean, we we're looking for sponsors eventually, right? right? Yeah. Why not a major theater chain? Right. Yeah, that's that true. Hope you're doesn't right. go out of business. <laughs> I don't know what I would do. Right? Oh, gosh. That would suck. That would suck. Uh, Venom. Venom. Let There Be Carnage. Let There Be Carnage. Trailer number two came out last... Yesterday? Two two days ago? A week? week? Sometime within the the last recording period. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. (laughs) We're not going to release these, like, as we record them. We're bank... We're backlogging them. So it doesn't really matter when they came out. Oh, right. So far off. Yeah, right, yeah, right. What'd you think? I'm on the fence. Yeah. Like, I, on one side, I'm like, hey, cool, Venom and Carnage are on the big screen. And on the other side, I'm like, oh, Carnage and Venom are on the big screen. Yeah. Yeah. It, did you see the first one, though? The yes. first, the, came out in 2016 as well, right? Yeah. 
for like 2016 must have been a bad year. Yeah. <laughs> there's like, <laughs> there's like, I feel like there's a gap or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so what do you think of the, that one? It's uh, like I I like Venom. I'm not a huge fan of Venom, but mm-hmm. since he's adjacent to Spider-Man, mm-hmm. I know of him. But it 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 felt like a good. I love Tom Hardy. His his performance is good, but again, the trailer is going through these motions too. They the CGI just feels off. Yeah, it feels it, off. It feels we're in this in this. I don't say transition, but I don't think it's a transition anymore. But mm. there was a period of time where the CGI became so, like, I want to say realistic. Right. Where it's crossing into that 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 valley of the, the okay, uncanny yes. valley. <laughs> it's crossing into that valley, right? right. We've right. seen we've seen movies like Beowulf, where that fucking... Oh, creep, goodness. It was, oh, my God. I couldn't... I was like, what is going on in this like, movie? What is the stuff? <laughs> Is this a drawing? Yeah, what is this? I was like, where does the story Are you just going to be a king? Is this how the book goes? <laughs> like, Beowulf or um, Midnight Express? Oh, yeah, with uh, Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. And then uh, there was, after that, when people started complaining, like, it's the same thing with the, the 3D. Remember a few years ago where everything was going to be in 3D? Right, that was the new, next yeah. big thing. Yeah, the, right. the, yeah. But then it kind of just, everybody's like, nah, fuck yeah, that. And the glasses were yeah. I feel like that is it's going to happen pretty soon with the CG. Because there are some CGs, CGI, mm-hmm. uh, computer generated images for the Super <laughs> <I'm> that, <sorry. laughs> that right. um, if it looks. Obviously, uh, there is a uh, some some tint of fakeness to it, but right. it looks plausible, feasible, right. Right. believable. With, yeah, believable. Right. But with the it's... carnage and, and the venom, it kind of looks like beef jerky. Right. Like this yeah, that's weird. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, up. But yeah. No, I know. <laughs> this weird like shininess, and but at the same time, it's a little muted. But it's it's it feels off. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying with that. It doesn't look right. Yeah, and that's what the first one was. Mm-hmm. It's like when, it's it's when scenes when Venom came out, like oh my gosh, it's Venom. He's eating people's faces off, but it just feels like it's someone dipped CGI in there, and it's kind of not not too bad looking, but you it's it calls attention to itself. Yeah, it feels that's how it feels like when when there are movies that rely too much on it. Yeah, yeah, you know, like it, if everything is motion motion grab. Graphic motion, mm-hmm. I've seen yeah, yeah, motion yeah. graphic, sounds right. Motion um, capture. Oh, it's yeah. better. Mocap. Yeah, everything is mocap. It you kind of like you're relying on the people who are watching these movies to, you know, suspend their disbelief to some extent with all the CGI that's going on. Right. But it, it gets to the point where it crosses and starts crossing into that uncanny valley, like um, the World of Warcraft movie, where a hundred percent of the movie was CGI. Right. And you look at you're like. I don't know if this this is working for me. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like shiny. Thing. I haven't seen it, but I've seen clips, and it's like it's so shiny and like glowing, and then yeah. the orcs come into scene. It reminds me of uh, the Hobbit. Mm-hmm. I remember when they yeah. shot that in uh, forty eight. But what? wasn't it, they they also shot it in like two hundred and forty frames per I, second well, or something like that? that. <laughs> <laughs> but I know they did. Oh my gosh, that's a lot. <laughs> but I know they did forty eight, and mm-hmm. it looked like a video game. Yeah, and it look, right. it's so I know it's it's anime, it's all CGI already, but it being super sharp just kind of looked even more weird to me. Yeah, I'm looking at comparison comparing pictures between the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man Venom and the new Venom. Yeah, it doesn't look all that bad, right? Yeah, 
like there's obviously some fakeness around the mouth and all that stuff but right. compared to the the especially compared to the carnage like it looks it yeah looks, I, yeah i don't know i don't know if it'll look better is, is it the kind of movie you think they'll look better on the big screen I don't like know. those kind of movies? I don't, no. I don't think so. Probably yeah. the smallest resolution you could possibly get. <laughs> then, then it would be okay. Yeah, on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> your beat-up phone from like six, oh, seven God, years Oh, God, there's ago. cracks now. How old is your phone? Uh, it's a J7. What does that mean? I don't know, but I went to the Target and it, they have Galaxy 20s. 20s? So yeah, 13 so generations I, So ago? I'm guessing if, oh my God. if we do the maths... So at least thirteen variations yeah. ago. It's not not counting like the spin-offs or whatever. Like the iPhone has. The I iPhone. actually think it's a spin-off. It is. I think a J's are are spin-offs of the Galaxy proper. Whoa! Yeah. We gotta get you a new phone. Yeah, right? so I'm like in the I'm like in the Hosen Galaxy while everyone is in a Andromeda <laughs> Galaxy and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm just like parsecs away. Okay, so let me ask you this about the Venom costume, the Carnage costume. Mm. A lot of that, like they actually build the whole fucking costume on on around them, right? Right. So what are, what what about just have like a suit, like a spider suit, but black? In terms and of for Venom, for Venom or for Carnage, a red one, you know, and then from the, the special abilities, then introduce the CGI. Not have like the Green Lantern or fucking even the the Dominant <laughs> Master. <CGI. laughs> that was weird. It's like it's already green. Like yeah. I don't. <laughs> Why'd you have to bring up that? <laughs> yeah, that was weird. It's like it's it's like you want reaction on it. Like, yeah, like like Deadpool. Right. Like the Deadpool suit is the suit, but they use some CGI to like enhance the expressions and stuff like that. Right. Because you can't fucking be that expressive in a full leather face mask. Right. Right. That's so true. That's what I'm saying. Like something like that. Like have them dressed up in an all black or an all red version of either Carnage or Venom mm-hmm. in a spider suit that looks like that. Mm-hmm. But then when you know action starts happening, boom! That's when the CGI starts. And that's when it, is that yeah. the default stance when it's the just the suit or is it like it just kind of pops out and then goes back in? It's the default stance. It's the default stance. Yeah. Like like look at the um mm-hmm. the nanotech version of the the Iron Man suit mm-hmm. in Endgame. Right. It came out. In, God damn it! Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, I, I dropped my my watch. <laughs> You look at his um, it's broke. It's been broken for a while. Oh, okay, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, the, the Iron Man, the nanotech, right? Yeah, From the Endgame? nanotech. Well, how he came out and you know something similar like that. Right. Where it it's not a hundred percent dependent on CGI, but at the same time, it kind of feels like it is. Right. 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 So it it being like uh, the finished product is just a suit, mm-hmm. right? It's just like the symbiote suit, but okay. and then Venom's would probably be red. Yeah. Uh. It's 50-50. Because mm-hmm. like, when it comes to Venom, or it comes to Carnage... It's it, like something like that. Right, right. So that's the thing. That looks more like a Carnage suit. Mm-hmm. Like he just showed me the Tobey Maguire Venom. Yeah. And uh, his... I, I, gosh. His suit is more like that. Like I don't know why they had all this other stuff popping out of him, but his suit is more believable just because he... And, and, yeah. Yeah, Cletus is skinny, mm-hmm. right? And that's Cletus. right. Like, like, and, and that's his name, right? Cletus. I, I don't know. Cletus I so. Cassidy. Cletus. But uh, I, it just sounds <laughs> like. But his skinniness is what attributes to his character, right? He's, mm-hmm. he's this the wiriness, right? The, the, the seemingly unimposing um, physical character. Well, that's very that. poetic. <laughs> 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 
I am a writer. Well, yeah, like that's one of the the, the the things that made Carnage so like crazy was that right. you, you don't you don't look you don't it doesn't resemble like what what you would imagine that the shit that Carnage would do that Venom would do right just because he is like this superimposing fucking bulky right character fucking murderous monster you know. <laughs> Yeah, and Carnage, I could see that happening at Carnage. Like, maybe a little bit of muscle, like, not like Shazam, a muscle suit, mm -hmm. but a little some definition. Yeah. Right? You can definitely build a suit out of that. But for Venom, on the other hand, it's, he has to be that beefy dude. Yeah. To be able true. to be, like, like, I don't want, like, I can take, I think, I can take comic liberties as much mm -hmm. as the next person, but Venom's character is always this beefy dude. Mm -hmm. If it's not Venom, it could be Agent Venom. Or not Agent Venom. I think Agent Thompson. And, like Thompson gets the suit, but he he joined the army, mm -hmm. so it became more form fitting and more tactical, mm -hmm. right? And then uh, that makes sense too. But for Venom, I think it's it's also that he doesn't have an insignia. He just looks like a veiny mess of muscle and beef jerky. Yeah. But like a loogie spit out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just looks weird, and his eyes they made fun of it and stuff yeah. like that. But it's and it's, it's it's in Venom's character to be beefy. The Carnage, I can definitely see being more. Yeah, but String. they cast the perfect person to be the beefy Venom. Tom yeah. Hardy. Yeah. Like, yeah. You just have to put like the skin side suit on him that molds to his, his physical presence. Yeah. Because we've seen him be a fucking hunky mon monster. Yeah, I, I, I need to know comparisons for Venom, but I don't think Venom is that beefy looking. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that too. Because Carnage from the trailer, it looks like he's what, 6'5? Well, it's Woody Harrelson. Right. So we but just have they, to look at what, how big Woody Harrelson but is. But it seems like they made him taller, you know, just to be yeah. more imposing. And that just kind of adds on to the CGI budget. But why make him, like, this tall, huge character? Yeah. Let's see. How tall are you? <laughs> you looking up how tall? Yeah, tall Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Can I get him and... 5'11". Uh, 5'11". Five, oh, wow. So they CGI'd him up. Well, yeah, to yeah. get him taller. All right. I mean, yeah. It's just... They can look up vet, like Carnage and from the animated stuff. Mm -hmm. It's it's animated, I get it, but it's it's more less reliant on CGI. Mm. Sorry, I keep hitting them. <laughs> like like that. Yeah. Yeah, like that's perfect. Mm -hmm. right, I mean, like we're looking at what is this from? I think it's from the uh, animated. Nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. It's probably a fan-made something because it doesn't look like it's... Yeah, it doesn't look legit, does it? Yeah. I guess that one does more. Yeah, this one does more. Yeah, like that. Something like that. Venom is not this. Is not too huge looking like a troll. No. But they make him as though he's a troll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, are you excited to watch it? Are you going to watch it? When does it come yeah, out? Yeah, probably, I'll, probably, <laughs> I'll probably watch it. <laughs> but I'll wait. I mean, I'm not something... comes out. Yeah, I'm not something I'm... Looking like I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna wear my Venom shirt and everything. Like that. I'm, just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna wait for it. Um, I was always intrigued by the Carnage character. He was mm. always one that was like, talk about like, I don't say anti-hero of anti-heroes, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like now nah, he's he's just he's, he's just chaos. Yeah. yeah. And it was it was it was cool to see how, like, truly OP uh, a character can get. Yeah. Um, I remember I don't remember where I heard this from 
But I remember in the comics they wanted to kill Venom off, and then Carnage was supposed to take, take over. Was supposed to take over. Old Jason Todd switcheroo. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. But there was uh, an outcry, and how because uh, Venom was fairly popular, so they turned him into an anti-hero and just turned Carnage into like the evil. villain, villain, yeah. Yeah, evil, evil. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I don't know. I'm. I. I don't see. I mean, from Venom, like the issues with me, it, it all started when they started calling it a symbiote. symbiote? Yeah, that was what's weird. It, what's it called? Symbiote? Yeah, symbiotes. Symbiotes. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, symbiote. Yeah, I was like, symbiote? I symbiotes. Remember, symbiotes. Yeah, symbiotes. Yeah, symbiotes. Symbiotes, symbiotes. 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 In the theaters. In the theaters. I saw it in the theaters. I thought... Look at this. I thought it was... Okay, what well, we liked. I liked. You liked I liked it. that it was a little more grounded mm-hmm. in terms of it's not a huge planet, you know, it's going to be the end of the world. It's not Avengers level threat. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's a one shot off. Like, oh, my family's dealing with this stuff. Let me go handle that stuff. Like, I appreciate that groundness of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fight scenes, especially when it comes to, like... Kung Fu style I, I, I liked it I didn't like it like I didn't hate it uh-huh. but uh, it, it's it's forgettable forgettable it's forgettable it's, yeah. it feels like it's late to the party yeah. and a lot of the weight that they have I'm not trying to say that it's uh, like oh you need to watch these movies to understand it but it's 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 supposed to be an entry for the TV show and I can't help but not see that there's gonna be a, a Black Widow TV show no, um, Yolanda's gonna take over the mantle. Mm-hmm. Did, did you see the post credit scene? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, when she goes, has to go kill, um... Uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye, That yeah. chick is from the TV show. Yeah, I saw. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so that, that feels a little cheap, because it's like, mm-hmm. oh my god, it's her movie. Let's link it to the TV show. But it, it just, it felt, like, the opening was really good. Like, the first act with the, the family, and it's like, we have to go, and then there's, like, yeah. a whole uh, music sequence, and it shows, like, all of the widows in training. And then it becomes kind of, uh, you know, cut and paste typical Marvel, Marvel film. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was, um, I saw it last week, mm-hmm. preparation for last week's show that we didn't do. But I was like, I was <laughs> oh. as, as the week passed by, I was like, did I actually watch that? Or was it just like some fever dream? I like, yeah, I did watch it. Because like you said, it's pretty, un- it's pretty forgettable. Right. Like, there's no emotional weight to the story. No. It's because you know how everything wraps up already. Right. Like you said, it's late. We should have seen this, this move, this version of the movie, this the Black Widow two, origin, because that's basically ago? what. Not even I want to say like five. Five years ago. Um, five or six years ago, because when this is supposed to take place home. after Civil War. Right. Right. It's in that middle. Mm-hmm. Right. It's been six right. years since Civil War. Right. Right. So I think this should have been at least, at the very least, five years ago. Yeah. Or even when um, the Joss Whedon like teased some of the fucking indoctrination that the Black Widow character, the Black Widow program did to her and that type of thing. So I would feel like it was a little too late. There was some fun parts in it. I don't, I'm not going to lie, the, um, the Red, what's his fucking name? Red Guardian. Red Guardian. He was funny, but at the same time, I kind of felt sad for him. Yeah. Because he was living the... the (laughs) He was kind of like the one who, uh, 
every he had to he's the one who's supposed to be sorry for everybody or something yeah. like that. Everyone's kind of like unapologetic. Yeah, they're shitting on him. Yeah, right. It's like, <laughs> I, he's just a bumbling oaf. Yeah, I I did I did like the family dynamic. Mm-hmm. Right. I just wish that they focused more on that, and then like you introduce them earlier and then have them kind of like uh, help each other out. You know, yeah. work things out because you the first act was like. That's the that's the foundation of everything, and then you kind of forget about it until what the midpoint where you meet Mel- Melinda, Mel- Melina, oh. yeah, the one from <laughs> the Mummy. <laughs> I her. Yeah, and um, then she like she basically helps everyone and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, did you see that uh, ScarJo suing Disney because they released the the movie in yeah, in VOD video yeah. on demand. Yeah. And what do you think about that? I mean, it clearly sounds like there was a breach of contract. Definitely. Um, I don't know if there's any, like, obviously I don't have a contract in front of me. I can't read what, the, what they agreed to. But, <laughs> or do you? No. <laughs> but it, it sounds like they're, they're not taking into consideration how much money you made off of the, the streaming. Yeah. It's not like it's free. They're fucking double charging for this shit. Right. So right. It, it, They're pre-charging concessions for us. Mm-hmm. It's like 30 bucks, right? 30 bucks. Yeah. 30 bucks, but that doesn't mean you can't have, you know, 100 people come sit and watch it. <laughs> they charge, charge and then, them 10 bucks. That's <laughs> right, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, but still, regardless, like, if, if, that, this issue goes, like, goes way back to, like, the Napster days. Right. With Metallica and all that shit, where, like, people, they get fucked over by, the companies, like the music company fucks over the artist, the movie company fucks over the, the actor. Right. And it's just in the long line of that shit happening. Like, yeah. I'm not surprised that Disney will try to pull some shit like this with, with their movies. Um, and I'm sure they have, like, some sort of defense already ready to go and stuff like that. But it feels like maybe rushing into the, the whole uh, putting your movies out in streaming like a, a VOD uh, option rather than a theatrical option, mm-hmm. I kind of felt like there was a little oh, rushed on their part. A Disney's part. Disney's part, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, this is new territory yeah. for us, right? Like you said, music and film. Mm-hmm. And music and film, even to extent television, they've had, they've had the wars for, you know, what makes a good contract, what makes a breach of contract. Yeah. Right, and then now we have the advent of streaming, and nobody is giving their their, like their numbers. Mm-hmm. Right, we don't know Netflix's how many views, like nobody's giving regulations or anything like that. So they're within their. They believe that they can just cut off actors, even production companies, yeah. from like the contracts. Better to ask forgiveness, than permission. Yeah, and it's it's sad because like all this is just doing is slowly killing the industry. Right. We know that um, movies, as as how they were back in back ten years ago, it's not the same today. Like one of the things, uh, one of the articles we we have here on our on our schedule is about the James Gunn talking about Scorsese bashing Marvel movies. Yeah. And and the in in the point, Scors what was Scorsese saying that you know there's no more room for an independent filmmaker to to have a theatrical. Um, release of their movie right it's all if you just you just it feels like from from here on out or maybe from you know five years ago on out 
you had to sink, you know, three hundred million dollars into a movie to be able to to re- release it and have enough people want to see it. You know, right. it's not right. these super gigantic uh, superhero, you know, sci-fi or whatever version or sequels, threequels, quadruples. You can build whatever. a yeah. franchise out of them. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, I, I feel that what he's saying, um, because you know, like we're in the same boat. We would like to have a movie something we've worked on being theaters right. stuff like that but the chances of also us of being able to work on one of these major productions probably doesn't seem very likely in the in our immediate future you know yeah but yeah sadly at, yeah at the <laughs> same so at the same time you know what better source material than you know um stories that we would read when we were kids yeah that do capture our imagination that do that are like these gigantic massive productions and I'm thankful for that people that that the Marvel movies are out there that the DC movies are out there that Star Wars is out there so because it's giving me endless amounts of joy throughout my 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 years yeah but I can't I can't not feel um a little like sadness knowing that you know probably today like um Citizen Kane probably wouldn't have been in a movie in the theater so nobody would have seen that, that shit today or right. Casablanca or you know right, these right. massive movies who've laid the foundation of what everything is today just wouldn't fit in today's uh, climate yeah and it's it's such a double-edged sword and you touched on it mm-hmm. that if we're gonna make a movie might as well make a movie that we know as kids Mm-hmm. Right, Star Wars, Marvel, DC. We knew as kids, might as well make something I like and sell my soul to make a <laughs> franchise out of. You're like, not to yeah. say that's that's necessarily a bad thing, but we we go into film wanting to tell our stories, our unique perspectives on life, because this mm-hmm. life is fairly short. I mean, the whole yeah. pandemic already proved that. Mm-hmm. But how are we going to get through the gate? where we have to build these multi-billion dollar franchises that have to be banked over for the next five years. Yeah. Right, so might as well do a Superman film because as a kid and as an adult and as a filmmaker, that's what brought us joy. And if it brought us joy, can it bring other people joy? Yeah. They, but, already, they already have the built-in audience. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about like, hey, nobody's going to uh, see my movie. Like I remember listening to to um, Kevin Smith talk about the releases of his movies where he in his mind when he first started he had this mentality of like if you don't make a hundred million dollars you're a failure right. in the movie in the box office and they're like holy shit can you imagine like having that bar so high for, for nowadays you fucking throw any a studio throws a rock and they make a hundred million dollars <laughs> but back in the day right. or for any people people who, who do have um, the independent film movies and stuff like that to make a hundred million dollars to be considered a failure like holy shit that's insane yeah so it's 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 scary because we could see the the door closing right but at, at the same time it's fun because yeah, it's Superman yeah <laughs> right yeah. it's, a, it, it's a, not not to crap on Scorsese not maybe a crap on Gunn a little bit because mm-hmm. lately he's been a little you know a mouthy yeah, a little mouthy <laughs> but uh it's it's the the era nowadays, especially when it comes to streaming, especially with the advent of technology that's instantaneous. Back in Scorsese's eras, that was never 
Like, wouldn't even dream. That though. wasn't even dreamed of, right? Yeah. Star Trek maybe had a hand on it even then. Star Trek, oh, you like Star Trek? That's nerdy. Yeah. But now, uh, maybe these opportunities will open doors. I mean, Netflix is way more accepting than, say, Paramount or Warner Brothers. Yeah, but at the same time, because they're so more ex- accepting, it'll get drowned off in all the, exactly. the, the sea of you know movies exactly exactly right and especially when it comes to scarjo uh-huh. i mean they can they want to they can screw off a actress out of what her contract they're not above but now they're not below they're not below screwing over production companies screwing over your ideas yeah, writers yeah. right they're not above that yeah somebody who like you could point at scar scarlett johansson being one of the pivotal characters of the mcu right um, since her introduction in Iron Man yeah, Two, Iron Man 2 yeah. she's been a staple in not only the the uh, the Iron Man or Captain America movies, but overall having the whole Infinity Saga story move forward. A lot of it was um, was her bridging the gap in the early days, especially. Right. right. She was the mom. Yeah. I mean, she <laughs> was like everyone yeah, all was like the hot. Was <laughs> the hot stepmom. The hot, the ridiculously hot over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and then now James Gunn, like you said, he's been going a little. Yeah, he's really giving into his Suicide Squad role as like the chaotic person. Mm-hmm. Like what well, last time he said, superhero movies are shit now. Yeah, they're now in danger of going to shit. Yeah, like, going shit. Even though you kind of built your you're responsible for that right, in yeah. one way or another. Yeah, <laughs> and now he's like, which which is a little bit. I, I suppose it tactfully it makes sense I mean who doesn't want to bash a superhero film uh-huh. I mean majority of them are fairly cut and paste to a degree yeah right it's always with the nostalgia but uh, yeah. yeah with Scorsese and but there's always an inkling of truth in what like James Gunn said yeah yeah it's, it's like who cares about Irishman I mean uh, if you didn't yeah. know much it's three hours long three hours long yeah it's, it, that's mainly the main reason because Scorsese is one of the all time greats well I don't know you can't there, there's nothing you could say short from like some horrific shit that he did on the slide or something right that would <laughs> remove him from the pedestal of being one of the greats right. of not just our generation but of any generation you know you think back to to um you, the generation of of movie makers like um Spielberg, George mm-hmm. Lucas, mm-hmm. Scorsese, um, the dude who did uh, Space Odyssey. What's the name? Uh, not Coppola, right? Not Ford. Oh, Francis Ford Coppola Fra- still. Ah, jeez. Um, oh, uh, he he did Shining as well. Yeah. He's a weird dude. He's a perfectionist. Yeah. <laughs> He's a weird <laughs> dude. Uh, yeah. Um, Space Odyssey. I remember Danny watching. Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick, thank you. Kubrick, yeah. yeah. So you, you look at these, and even the generation before him, you know, the Fords, the, right. the Griffiths, like all these Griffith. people. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah. right. Griff, Griffith, and that's a perfect example mm-hmm. because Griffith, despite being rooted in his social climate and his era, he pushed the envelope for film, mm-hmm. right? And so did the Coppolas, and so did uh, the Kubricks, and the, the Kubricks, and the Spielbergs, right? The Scorseses, mm-hmm. like, the Lucases. I mean, look at Star Wars. Take away the franchise that it is now, but they took a risk. He took a risk, yeah. and um, it, so you can't just be like, "Oh, this guy, this senile old man, is talking shit because nobody wants to see his movie." Right? You have to. You have to pay attention to what he's saying because, in, in a way, it's true. You know, like. Um, from what look at the major, look at the movie releases from 
with the, the last 10 years, how many of them are superhero movies versus how many of them are ro- romantic comedies or how many right. of them are comedies, how many of them are horror movies. There's a completely uh, proportionate skewed in favor of, of uh, superhero movies. Right. You know, like uh, uh, in 10 years, uh, Marvel made 22 movies. Uh, right. <laughs> so right. it's like, yeah, it's like twice... Like two movies a year, yeah. Right, the beginning and at the end, yeah. Know, just in case you don't forget, yeah. So it's it's like, I, I I like again I'm conflicted because, this is what to me movies are. Yeah, they're in they're supposed to be these giant spectacle entertainment like uh, throwing a bunch of shit at the screen for you to think, <laughs> oh my god, I, I can't I can't <laughs> right <laughs> something yeah. to subtract uh, up, subtract you from subtract um, yeah I think Sub- subtract 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 no, that makes sense I. To distract you. I mean, I take both. <laughs> to distract you from your everyday. And yeah. then I feel like a lot of indie movies are, you know, a life in the day of this person. Or right. So it, it feels like, hmm, would I want to go see uh, Transformers, you know, shiny metal beat each other up for three hours? Or want to see a movie about a, a <laughs> an immigrant woman that... A the sad walrus yeah. or something. <laughs> so I, it's oversimplifying. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it's it makes sense. Like, there's yeah. is there's the indie side where you want to tell these grounded, emotional, stirring. You know, you'll probably feel something. Mm-hmm. Or do you want the action where the hero always wins? Yeah. Right. Or your heroes they go through the same issues you go through, and they make it through the end of the, the whole story. Yeah. You don't you. Well, this is I'm solely speaking for myself. That you don't want to um, come out of a movie theater depressed. Yeah, except for Joker. <laughs> except for Joker. Except for Joker. That except was. Joker. That, that was. was. <laughs> I've been wanting to watch that movie, but I don't know if I can because it's it's dark. I I okay yeah. I wanted to just rewatch that movie, but it's. Oof, it's pretty. Dark. I got a lot of crap, uh, uh, grading that movie when it came out in uni. I remember, uh, yeah, everyone's like, it's a 10 out of 10. I'm like, uh, eight. Eight out of ten yeah, crap rating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to them, apparently, I remember them making a huge deal about it. What was that? No, they just the, the it's scared because your face lit up and it scared me. The, the, the tree branch is swaying and it caught my eye, so I was like, hmm. um, yeah. I mean, it's 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 like maybe people should just shut up. Mm-hmm. Just don't don't talk about anything. Just. Promote your movie. Don't talk shit about any other people. And, yeah. You know, try to live your life. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Joel's... I mean, it's true. It's a Joel wisdom. Yeah. And it <laughs> makes Joel sense. Wisdom. It's like, keep your head down. Promote your movie. Don't mm-hmm. be like James Gunn or David Ayer, mm-hmm. who is uh, talking a lot of smack now, saying... Yeah. But I I, I, I understand David Ayer in... in David Ayer? 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 Ayer. Ayer. I think Ayer. I understand him in a way. Yeah. You look at his the his catalog of movies, you know, Training Day he wrote, uh, End of Watch he wrote and directed, Fury he wrote and directed. Mm. Um, so you look at the, the, the quality of movies that, uh, albeit smaller, you know, mm-hmm. smaller, I want to say independent, but, you know, smaller movies, smaller budget. Right. So there's this, the saying that, that goes around, people say, like, the more money there is, the more people you have to answer to. Mm. Um, so... Uh, I, I know, just, I don't know him personally, but I know that he can make a good movie. Right. And then we know the process that Suicide Squad went through. It got recut, like, so many times. There was right, different right. versions going around. There's studio interference. Studio, a lot trailer. of studio interference. Trailer. It's, so it's crazy. So giving that evidence that's presented to us, 
don't you think that he there is a pretty decent cut of Suicide Squad out there? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I again, David Ayer. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm. I personally are am not a big fan of David mm-hmm. Ayer simply because of Fury. <laughs> because a hundred percent historically accurate. Uh, movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it, it's it's he 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 has the ideas of uh, making these um these outcasts into something more than themselves, right? Yeah, and that's natural. But when it comes to say other properties, it's kind of I don't want to I don't want to compare him to Ryan Johnson. Room. But he mm-hmm. he's very ambitious to tell his story over an established franchise. Yeah, but like it was the first Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, it's yeah, like, okay, mean, like, that's true. No, that's true. But Ryan, Ryan Johnson did yeah. that in the middle of the trilogy. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's very true. And it's and then in Ayer's case, there was a lot of interference, like you said, with the cuts mm-hmm. and stuff like that. They 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 cut. The, the, the movie was finished. Right. And then they sent it out to get cut to a... a, a after a, a, a... A trailer cutting company. After production. the... After the movie after, was originally... Oh, after a... I think it was the focus group. Mm-hmm. The focus group liked it from the trailer. Mm-hmm. And well, then, they, they got the, the... They saw the feedback mm-hmm. on the, the first trailer. Mm-hmm. And then the second trailer. And mm-hmm. then so before the third trailer came out, I think uh, Warner Brothers decided to send the movie to the trailer... The trailer cutting company, right? The movie trailer cutting company, right? To recut the entire right. movie. Okay, that, okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, that what um, does it? It, it doesn't, doesn't make sense. sense, but it makes sense what you do when you like I'm a ten year old. Yeah, like really? But yeah, and but the thing is, is that he's vocal now mm-hmm. after the fact. Like if he knew, like I know, I don't know if he's the director where he just kind of lets the post production process or he doesn't keep tabs on the whole process as itself. Well, you have to, right? You have to keep. But he knows someone was butchering his baby behind the lines, and he. Yeah, but then, like we said, you know, you have how much of that can he actually, as a director, like it's the same thing with like Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Chris Miller and Phil Lloyd from Mm -hmm. the Solo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they were filming apparently like this really funny like. Um, heartfelt uh, Han Solo movie mm. and Disney was like nope we don't want that we want this yeah. and then, then they brought in um, Opie to finish the movie right. and then they left and yeah yeah that's I mean that's as much as an action you would do is like creative yeah. differences but you know there's crap in the background yeah but what I'm saying is that mm-hmm. for Suicide Squad all of that shit happened after the movie was already done yeah so like how much of it can you actually like blame on David blame, Ayer blame on David right. Ayer like I I, I just can't hold quarter. I mean, like, I just... There's... Especially when it comes to Solo, right? So mm-hmm. many people... I think it's more than that, too. Wasn't there a previous director? But Solo? Anyway, yeah, Solo. I think no, there's, I like... Think was it was, there, it was, there's it just was two. two, yeah. There's just the two. Dudes the dudes who did um, the mm-hmm. Lego movie. Right, and then they left. They left, and, and then, then they brought um, Ron Howard. Ron Howard, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah and it's it's akin to, like, Ant-Man. Uh-huh. Where, uh, what's, um... Um... Oh, gosh... I'm so bad with names. <laughs> Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright was, and then, you know, Disney started interfering, and then he left, and then someone else had to finish his job. Yeah. But for Air, Air had so much, what, somewhat control or somewhat provisional support over it until mm-hmm. the studio came in and, like, interfered and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And you could say that he had, could have room to leave or make a hubbub or bring or galvanize his social media base that he's doing now after a much better version. I haven't seen it yet. 
has released already. Now he just looks like he's whining. Yeah, I mean, he just it, it mean, does feel like he's whining a lot. Yeah. Like, dude, I get it. I'm 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 all for a version of your movie coming out because I think that that would be a better indication of whether or not mm-hmm. the original uh, Suicide Squad would have worked. Right. But like, for some people, this is this is everything to them. Yeah. You know, like you think uh, David Ayer. He's he's known for these um, smaller budget movies and stuff like that. But when you get to play with the big boys, and then you see how it's not uh, like how you thought it would be, then you kind of feel hurt. You know, right. you feel you feel like you poured you know eight to nine months of your life into to the the entire production of this movie, and just for somebody to be like who doesn't know shit about making movies, honestly, <laughs> right. let's be real. Right, right. Somebody who doesn't know shit about anything to be like, I don't like this, let's just switch everything. So yeah. I, I get the feeling that why he would be a little salty about it, but at the same time, like, dude, come on. Yeah, I, and that's right. And then it's, um, what is it? Jared Leto, whatever you say about his Joker, mm-hmm. he was in all of the marketing, and that feels though there might be more... More Joker. Right, more Joker, more scenes with him mm-hmm. in it. And then it's, uh, he he's... Again, he, a lot of his narratives, even World War Two, they felt fairly grounded. Fairly in, like you have all of your set pieces together. Yeah. There's not this outrageous fan base like a DC fan base or other narratives like Katana or Diablo. They have to have their own stories, right? That's a very, it's very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And I, I do feel as though he's more, it's more like he's better suited for grounded stuff. Like if he did a Constantine film. Oh, by himself <laughs> and it's just Constantine right he focuses on Constantine or maybe an, a degree of Zatanna mm-hmm. right then that would it would be more within his wheelhouse but I do feel which is the most magical fantastic characters out there right around him. <laughs> right right, right. <laughs> he works best when it's more less it's less is good for him especially when it comes to like training day yeah but when you have like these all these characters and you're given a certain amount of money and you're given a certain amount of hey there's guardians make it more like guardians and it's like you, you it's like ryan johnson where you give him a franchise property but he's gonna go rogue mm-hmm. because he doesn't like building on previous stories he likes mm-hmm. making his own story yeah right and you kind of you know you shot yourself in the foot when you <laughs> yeah give him that you're, stuff. you're starting off uh in last place right with when you do shit like that, yeah. but like I don't see it like that in David Ayer's case. Like mm-hmm. yeah, he he has. Um, I agree with you where it does seem like he works better when it's um, not this giant production um, he's in charge of. Yeah. Um, the more the less is better in his case. Yeah. But at the same time, like it's it's not like you could you could um, blame everything that's wrong with him on on him. You know, blame everything yeah. that's wrong with the movie on him. Like yeah. you have to take into into serious consideration. What happened after the fact? Yeah, you know, like the movie was completely done, ready to go, and then they were like, "Nope, that's basically." If they, I'm pretty sure, if they would have had the, the the money to reshoot the whole thing, they probably would have. Yeah, it's it's short of leaving, like leaving all creative differences as every director does, or do what Snyder did and like make a big deal after the fact and just make a big deal for two years because uh-huh. was he like but well, it wasn't Snyder it was the fans or true well and of course he's Snyder loved, and right yeah and then he's like yeah there is a, there is a cut and stuff mm. like that but are there fans for David Ayer's Suicide Squad or is it just an offset of Snyder fans because David Ayer's world is within the boundaries of the Snyderverse right the Snyderverse I think it'd be more of the latter. 
that there, I'm sure there are a, a, a wide variety of fans out there that that would want the David Ayer fans that would want the the Ayer cut mm. of Suicide Squad. But I think more it's like we want to see the con- the finish or the continuation of the Snyder verse, like wrap up. Like mm. we know it's done. It's not gonna <laughs> what what Snyder was trying to pull off isn't gonna happen anymore. Right, right. But at least we have some sort of we could get some sort of some sense of um, conclusion mm-hmm. you know like we it, it, what Snyder was trying to do what we saw in the Snyder Cut super ambitious mm-hmm. ambitious but it was really cool you know yeah <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was really cool. I was there <laughs> I was there throughout everything I've seen I've seen every DC movie but Suicide Squad the first one yeah. You didn't see it? Yeah. No, see I've it. seen every like it's it's kinda sad I haven't seen Suicide Squad. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. It's it's it has its moments. It's, and you could you could clearly mm-hmm. tell that this movie was supposed to be something else. Right. Like it has its moments of everything that reminisce of the um, Batman animated series. You know, like that was the first introduction of Harley Quinn mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. Suicide Squad. And then the first Harley Quinn was created for the um, Batman animated series. Right. Okay. So, so you guys don't know that. Yeah. That, for, that, for those that's of some you knowledge. Who don't, Boom. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, uh, then they then they, they, they took that that um, that uh, episode where she first appeared, Mad Love, and then created it into a comic book. Yeah. Which yeah. is pretty cool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, seeing those those things like there, there's parts where even the the Joker's performance, Jared Leto's performance as the Joker, it's very very reminiscent of Mark Hamill's Joker. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, I feel like maybe they should have given him another opportunity to you know, fully flesh out his Joker character. There was yeah the grill and the tattoos and all that shit. Right, yeah, right. That's more yeah. of like um, maybe it's the fan rage. I mean, maybe I, I'm taking a little bit of a hit from the fan. Because I, I can't, you know, I haven't seen it, so I can't really talk shit about it. But from what I've I... I've seen two movies that you recommended that at first I was like, I don't want to watch them. Mm-hmm. Why don't you watch Suicide Squad first? Which, wait, well, hold on. Where are the two recommended movies that... Uh, Bumblebee. Oh, okay. And then um, Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, okay. I thought there was going to be a longer list. I, was like, I just said two. I'm like, I'm like, I'm <laughs> and then I was like, no, don't do I said two movies. All right, okay. <laughs> You should probably watch it. Okay, I'll time. I'll watch Suicide Squad uh-huh. because all I've I've surrounded myself with at the time of Suicide Squad was a, a super hardcore Harley Quinn fan. Like he, he really loves Harley Quinn. That's his character. So when he saw David Ayer's Harley Quinn, like he he like flipped his crap. Like it, no, yeah. He didn't like it naturally, right? Even though it was basically a cut and paste from the anime series. I don't remember the animated series. That's you don't the thing. Remember yeah, the I don't series. remember the animated series, so I don't have any nostalgia cut yeah. to it right so oh um I, but I have to say David Ayer Fury it's already a bad step it's for bad me step. Well, so, well, what since, about David Ayer Training Day okay Training Day okay yes David Ayer End of Watch I haven't seen End of Watch I haven't seen End of Training Day I did like I mean I love the grittiness of it ain't got shit I did like the grittiness of David Ayer and I do like his style mm-hmm. of like dirt and grime yeah, and stuff like grime. that. Right? <laughs> he could honestly do either a Constantine movie or he could do a movie about Gordon going becoming a captain. That would be yeah, I would right? like, like and a watch, but yeah. it's Gordon. It's Gordon, <laughs> it's Gordon yeah. and I would uh, like to see his partner. Do. I forget his name, like Mar- Marcosi um, or Mar- that big dude. Yeah, you know um, what I'm talking about. I forget yeah, his name. Yeah. It's not Marconi. No, that's, that's the that's a black mask, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <The> Marconi. Um, <laughs> 
What's his name? What? Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. It would have been cool to see that, but... Like, okay, I'll take, watch it like for the next Gotham, show. but directed by David Ayer. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I could definitely... I don't... I, God, just Fury, man. <laughs> just, well, Fury's <laughs> awesome. I, I know. I love Fury, but I would rather just because have... Because it's not 100% uh, accurate? That's that's just me. That's me personally. There wasn't I'm a sh- tank in Fury roaming fucking France? No, I... Nazi-occupied France? I can... I can, I can, I can <laughs> <laughs> fighting a whole battalion of SS? <laughs> yeah. Oh, but no, I, I'm sold on that. It's The only thing that I'm not sold with Fury is that the Allied soldiers acted like undisciplined hillbillies. That's it. Well, I there mean, was a lot of that shit going on, right? But on not, both sides, right? But not like you know a legion or a, like two, three squads looting bodies in a right. It's always like hush, hush. Yeah. Here's my arm of watches <laughs> that I took, right? And then there were like shoes or boots or anything. Like that. So I, 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 I can believe that. But a sleeve of stolen Nazi watches. Right. Like, hey, you want watches? And it's like, yeah, I, I believe that stuff. But I don't like three tank just kind of watching these German soldiers die and they're just getting looted like it's like. A post-apocalyptic thing. I'm sure that shit happened. Yeah, I'm sure. Like I, I was watching this um, this uh, Russian documentary of the world on um, World War Two, mm-hmm. which Is they don't they don't call it World War Two. What do they call it? They call it the Great Patriotic War. Oh yeah, of course they would. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they were saying like from their side, of course they yeah, would. Yeah, they were saying that um, that um, that. Um, there was a bunch of like mistreatment of civilians and stuff like that, but they quickly clamped down on it. I'm yeah. like, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's one documentary I saw with uh, when Russia invaded Germany, uh-huh. and then the whole story was that it was normal for German women to be raped. Yeah. Right, and then so it got to the point where oh my god, this is so dark, but it got to the point where when uh, the German women would see Russians going up the street, they would just kind of bend over and wait for it. Holy shit. And as though it's normal. Yeah. And then as, and when they heard about uh, what Hitler did, it was self-punishment for for what they did. This sounds like some Soviet propaganda shit. It, <laughs> it really does, but it was coming from a, wo- a German woman. Yeah, she was telling the... Brainwashed? Um, I don't know. Maybe. The socialist. <laughs> like... <laughs> We know that there. That seems like a level of, of fanaticism mm-hmm. that the Germans didn't have. Like if they start seeing mm-hmm. some shit like that was happening in Japan, mm-hmm. maybe, <laughs> maybe, I, yeah, maybe um, I would believe. I would believe it, uh-huh. but that that doesn't seem like there's like there was women lining up to get fucked. Oh right. no, not like that. I mean, yeah. like I don't know. I don't remember the documentary, but it was <laughs> like a. It was like if a, a Russian soldier went into your house. Mm-hmm. You're just, you like, just take it. You just take it. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Like, there's no fighting over it. Well, it I wasn't mean, like, oh my God, the Russians are coming. All the women line up and get, you know, railed or something It's like. not like that, that, those stories of um, Don Henley, where he had like five girls just bent over. He was doing rails of coke off the house. <laughs> 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 if you want to do my personal best, then just yeah. like... Yeah, no, no, it, was, it was first... I don't know if it, I mean it's true it could be a, a German woman who's brainwashed mm-hmm. but that's yeah, that's yeah we, we know that there's um, whatever they could do to paint this, the um, Soviet Union in a light way they would mm-hmm. go to those see I, I, I would say it, in a light of, like a dark light right like mm-hmm. they're evil but in how she presented herself which is a little eerie mm-hmm. was that they deserved it like they did yeah. Like them themselves, like this was their repu repentance, like it was them punishing themselves for what mm-hmm. Hitler did. 
Because when they found out what, it was like, this is what we deserve. I don't know. I, don't I, I, I don't know where I can find it. Yeah. I, it was maybe on the YouTubes. On the YouTubes. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those weird, like, hey, it's 4 a.m. Let me watch that this documentary. Doc- this documentary from Assmaster 28. <laughs> 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 this is this is totally you ass master to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. It seems like a little far fetched to believe that that mm-hmm. people that people were like you know we deserve this because of the what happened with um with Hitler and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. But how do we get to to World War Two? We went somewhere. Oh, uh, Fury. Fury, Fury, right, right, because yeah. David Air. David Air, yeah. Right, but back to that. Yeah, I'm sure. Like looting happened, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Again, like widespread, as in like there's a field of dead people. Let's just let's have let's just have a field day. Gold teeth. And yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> just, did they do that? I didn't know. Did they bust people's teeth out? I mean, gold is gold. It's melted. It's melted down. Nobody's gonna know. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like I don't know. These are personal things about um, like World War Two stuff. It's like, oh my gosh, there's the commander. He has a huge scar over his face. That means you know he knows his shit. Yeah. I'm like, well, it's crazy. Like I found out recently, like a lot of you see a lot of these old like SS and Nazi mm. people, like uh, soldiers and stuff, and they're all scarred up. Yeah. Because they would duel with hand, with uh, swords. Oh. And that was like the pride of. Uh, like a a badge of pride. Oh, for, okay. Yeah, it's fucked up. That's cool. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's cool that they fought with swords and not that because they're SS. <laughs> not, not SS. Um, yeah. So I, I I think I do believe that there there is a version of um, of David Ayer's Suicide Squad out there that yeah. isn't a total shit show like the, the the Suicide Squad that we saw in theaters. Yeah, I do think that. Yeah, I. <laughs> Again, it's like David yeah. Ayer is a door, and I'm like, do, do I want to cross? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I I could see that there is a. Could you a, accept a, that there's a possibility? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, from what I've heard, again, I haven't seen the movie, but there, it feels like it's a movie. If you had all the cuts, it would be like a three hour. Movie. What's the difference from the Snyder cut? That was like four hours. Well, Exactly. Why do we need <laughs> after two years of like galvanizing your fan base and stuff like that? Mm. It's but um, even then, that was a that was did it fix the, the extra cuts? Fix the movie? The Snyder cut? I mean, they they gave they made context. It sense. Yeah, yeah they made gave much more sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, it's it's the movie, it's the DC equivalent to. You know, Endgame or whatever. It's not. I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say like Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. <laughs> I was like, no. I was ready pre laughing. <laughs> it's not. It's it's definitely not. It has. It still has some of its major flaws. But mm-hmm. overall, what we saw in the theater versus what we saw on HBO Max, HBO Max, the Snyder Cut makes so much more sense than than what we saw in the yes. Josh Whedon cut. Yeah, yeah. The Josh Whedon cut seems like that's. That was just like butchery, mm-hmm. in terms of I mean, yeah. Um, what do we got next? <laughs> Batfleck set photos appear. Batfleck. Batfleck. He's so sad. He's so sad. Sad Fleck. Sad Fleck. I I like that unironically. I just think it's adorable. It's a sad Fleck. Sad Fleck. Is that and um, Superman touching his cheek? <laughs> like the notebook kind of a poster. Yeah. I love that poster. So <laughs> I like the one where it's a gif and it's raining and he's pushing the the, the, 
the the swing and it's by himself. Oh my God. I need to see that one. Um, it looks cool. I like the look of the the bat cycle. It's what, did he have the that was Nolan right? Who had the, the bat, bat pod? Cycle? The bat. Oh, okay. It's a, is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah, it was the, the bat, bat pod. pod? Why yeah. is it called the bat pod? Why not the bat? Because everybody has to do their own spin on things. <sighs> bat cycle sounds so much cooler. Yeah, but that, that looks like the bat pod, doesn't it? Mm, it looks. It looks. Did mm. he ever have the sad Affleck? Sad the bat sad flick? flick. Bat bat flick. Bat flick. Have the pod? No. No. Right. He just had the nightcrawler. And then, uh, <laughs> I just, I just went like that. <laughs> it's so weird because the image of it climbing popped in my head. Get out of my head! So it's like it's like my turn. Yeah. Um. He had the nightcrawler, and then he had the batmobile. That was it. the batmobile, and then right. the the nightwing, the batwing. Batwing, right? Yeah. Right. He did. So it wasn't a bat pod. Okay, that's cool. Honestly, a bat helicopter. Bat, bat copter. Bat copter, but yeah. he has a. A wing already. Not anymore. Isn't that a, like a... Doomsday destroyed it. <laughs> he has to have some, some other mode of uh, aerial transportation. Fine, fair. fair. <laughs> it probably looked like a Black Hawk souped up and stuff like probably. that. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Some sort of tank on... on a flying tank. <laughs> it, looks, it looks interesting, though. I, I am excited to see um, what, uh, what the Flash movie is going to uh, look like. The more and more I read about it, the more it feels like it's going to be like uh, uh, the Flashpoint. Yeah, yeah, I, I did hear it's not even going to be the reverse Flash anymore. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like an evil version of Barry. Evil Barry? Yeah. What's I, the, the black version of, of the black it? suit? Oh. Flash, what's the name? Oh, gosh, I have no idea. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right? I know. It, the image is in my butt. I don't know the lore. <laughs> the lore. And I was like, oh, gosh. Cyclone? No. I know the one, there's one called Godspeed, and it's like, it's all white and shiny. Yeah, let me see. Godspeed. Slash. Flash. <laughs> Google. Google. Google, work faster. Come on, Google. This yeah, one. that yeah. one. Yeah, I know that one. I don't know if that's like the pinnacle. Like Uber? Yeah. All the flashes combined and make that one? Is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me. I know the only one I know is King Captured of Cup. your imagination, though, right? Yeah, it did. It, it really did. I just imagined all of them kind of like combining Voltron. Like, um, vibrating their molecules oh. and then they turn into. Oh, that, oh, that would be cool. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, it looks interesting. I like I like the look of the bat cycle. It's very. Um, very militaristic. Yeah, it's it's in line with the what the, the Zack Snyder's Batmobile looks like. Yeah, so I'm curious if it's like, is this them pseudo making it into their DCU verse? Like it's a like the Snyder verse is another Earth. Earth. Yeah, Earth, Earth Z um, or something. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah Earth Z, and then like. This is them kind of making it canon, not really canon. Well, it's supposed to the the flashpoint. It's supposed to be the the alternate universe, right? Mm-hmm. Goes so fast, tears a hole in time, enters a different a different uh, universe. Yeah. So why not have it be the the Flash from Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League? You know, does the thing, rips the hole through time, goes to a different universe. So it's like the bat flick is from his original Earth, and then he right. has to try to come back, right? Using like all the other Batman, mm-hmm. all the other yeah. Batman's, which is yeah. But we saw that Jeffrey Dean Morgan's gonna be in it, right? Or who's gonna be Bat Dad? 
Oh, I don't think it's been... I don't know if it's been, it been confirmed. Announced? I don't think it's been announced, but we already have a feeling that it might be him. Yeah, I, I do remember seeing that, hearing or reading that it, it was supposed to be uh, Batfleck. Bat-Dad was supposed to be one of the Bat-Dad. Right, it was going to be Thomas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, right. But are they still following the Flashpoint storyline with you know Atlantis and the Mascara being at war? I don't think so. I don't think so. Either. Yeah, because that's just going to be so much more stuff to introduce and stuff where it's it was already like in some way established mm-hmm. in the, the movies before, mm-hmm. but explaining you know why they're at war with each other and like all this crazy shit. I don't think it's, it's probably going to focus more on like Doomsday, not Doomsday, um, Dark Side and stuff, or you know some granny goodness or some shit. Right. Oh, that would be cool. The sod. Maybe. Oh, that the would sod. be cool. Yeah, I I can it, I can see it just being like, hey, here's an evil version of Flash or something, mm-hmm. and then all the Batmans have to help him. Something I know that doesn't sound <laughs> as appeasing <laughs> as that as Granny Goodness or Dissad, but it's it's less complicated. Yeah. Than like, hey, there's a war going on. Aquaman and Wonder Woman are sleeping together. Or something <laughs> like that. Banging each other. Yeah. Cut his head off. Right. Cut her hair off. Cut, cut her head off. Yeah. <laughs> and use the crown. Wow. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's a, that's a Game a, of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch Game of Thrones? No. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I stopped in the first episode. I didn't need to watch it either. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't even give it a chance. I mean, I, watched I saw the first season. The first season? Wow, good on you. I watched the first episode. Yeah, I could And I was like, eh. I only saw it because I heard that when they first came out, the movie was going to be a lot of titties. Uh-huh. And um, there were titties, but at that point, I was like, the internet exists. The so. internet <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, me either. I'm like, oh my god, blood. Uh, I don't have to sit through, you know, 40 minutes of um, Lord of the Rings lore and shit like that to see some titties. So I could just go online and see nicer titties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, oh God, I'm gonna, I, I make, I used to work at the bookstore. Uh-huh. You already know. Yeah. People may not know. Backstory. Flashback. And I had a coworker who liked Game of Thrones, and I'll just make fun of her because I like their families. Is this like Lord, not Lord of the Rings, uh, Harry Potter? <laughs> I was like, who are these? The who are they, What's the one of the families? The Lannisters? The Starks. The Starks. I kept calling them Lancasters. Lancasters? Yeah, because I keep forgetting their names. Yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> the Lancasters. And the Starks, which keeps makes me think of Iron Man. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Starks, hey. I'm like, oh, it's a, it's a different kind of Stark. What's the name? Um, not Jim Bean. Uh, what's the name? He always dies. <laughs> Is it? Sean Bean. Oh, Sean Bean. Right, Sean right. He always dies. He's always yeah, dies yeah, yeah. and everything yeah. he does. Uh, yeah, seeing like him, and then I was like, "Oh, this is cool," but then I was like, "This isn't really my <laughs> my, uh, my up my wheelhouse." So, well, thank you, but no thank you. Yeah, I that don't. Pretty much it. Personally, I don't like. Not that I don't like fantasy. I just can't get into it. Yeah, anything that's like Middle Earth and dragons and shit like that is like <laughs> it's all the same it's thing, the, man. No, you're like, right. Yeah, yeah, Tolkien created them. You know the mystical universe, like, yeah, orcs, all that magic. shit. He created that shit back in the thirties. Right. So anything that's even re- remotely related to that, it's gonna be just into the into the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's uh, it's funny is that the only way that I can absorb it and like pay attention is when it's like next to technology. Like Star Trek is essentially like fantasy uh-huh. elves, you know, like Klingons and stuff like that. But it's the technology that gets me. 
interested into it. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Even though like I didn't really get into the Star yeah, Trek, that's right. but I get what you're saying. Yeah, you have you need a different element other right. than just the magic and the dragons, magic and dragons and, and fire arrows. And is love a thing? Incest and all that. Incest. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what I do for love? I'm gonna beg yeah. your sister. I don't know. Uh. Um. <laughs> let me talk. You want to talk about what you've been watching? We pretty uh, much covered everything else. Ghostbusters, Venom, the much. robot. You see the robot run 5K? I did not see. Is there a video? I didn't uh, click on that. I didn't get a chance to click on let's that. Let's see if there's a video. But yeah, it's uh, one step closer to our over robot overlord. Yeah, good so. thing I cannot. It's this is uncut. It's forty minutes long. God, it has no arms. It's just a pelvis. <laughs> it's just a pose. The leg. That's down. scary. It's a thigh down. If yeah. you dress that up as legs and make it run, just put a gun turret on it and oh you're God. done. <laughs> I wouldn't even last like half a mile. That's eventually what we're going for. You um, see it walking around. That's always creeped me out. Yeah, like chicken, chicken leggy. Type yeah, of thing. just get strangled by that. Okay. It's, it's obey. <laughs> what, what do they call it? Legs. Legs. <laughs> call it wheels. <laughs> if the robot's runtime included around six point five minutes of troubleshooting, yeah. So oh, we're so not there yet. There's a long. There's a boot up time. Yeah. So you got six minutes to run by <laughs> like far away. It's it's scary knowing that you know any representation of some sort of future where robots take over it never ends well for us. Yeah. You know a lot of people have to die before we're able to stop them. <laughs> <laughs> you gave me the blankest stare. But it's true. <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, I'm not saying you're wrong. It's just, it's like, the, 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 is it going to happen now? Show some emotion. <laughs> Are you a robot, Joel? Like, a lot of people have to die before. A lot of people have but to yeah, die. It's, yeah, it's, we have the writing on the wall, but when have humans actually followed the writing on the wall? I think it's inevitable. Yeah. I don't think that we're ever going to get to the point. Like, look at all the crazy shit uh, humanity has done in uh, the advancements of science. You know, like, you, you would imagine fucking blowing up the desert in, in New Mexico, everybody would be like, okay, maybe we shouldn't do this. <laughs> right. But instead of saying that, you're like, how can we make this bigger? Right. And that's right. what they did. Yeah. So I think inevitably, um, it's, it's just going to, we're either going to have to learn to cohabitate with them, uh-huh. like some sort of Futurama style, uh, right, get them drunk. Yeah, get them. Uh, we control the, their energy source. Yeah, exactly. right? Get them all boozed up all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then they stop drinking. They, they become sober. And then Bender like, wants to be a star. Like, how'd you know that? Like, <laughs> yeah, Future Almost Dope. I've been rewatching it. The first, the first. I think five seasons before they, they started making like the movies and then the, the and they uh, got bought the uh, Comedy Central reboot in yeah like a few years ago I like when it was still on um, Fox yeah. back in the night like the 2000s stuff like that it was, those were sort of, those were really funny um, when when they did uh, move over to Comedy Central they kind of felt like they got too self aware yeah or they got a little to me they felt like a little lowbrow Mm-hmm. Like the professor's doing a lot of shit jokes and fart, not like crap jokes, but like poop jokes and you know, yeah. farting jokes. And the science is kind of off, it's off now. Like the smart humor, I guess. Yeah, it was. Um, it was. It's really smart. It, yeah. the, but it was smart in a way where you could understand it. You didn't have to be like some, you know, theoretical physicist, right? To, right. To understand the the the, sh- the the comedy and show and stuff like that. Like I, I'm watching the the one where it, they're sh- they're talking about. Mm, what if 
uh-huh. basically, and then Fraggle was like, what if I didn't come to the future? And then <laughs> Hawking shows up and basically just steals all of Fry's ideas. <laughs> 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 was what was funny. it? The Hawking mobile, was it? The Hawking hole. I call it the Hawking hole, yeah. The Hawking hole, like, what? I call it a Fry hole. I call it a Hawking hole. The Hawking hole, and they play D&D, and at the end of the... The void. Yeah, the void. I I do think a lot of the writers had PhDs. Wasn't it the smartest, dumbest writer's room? Probably. (laughs) A lot of those jokes were like... Really? Yeah, and then even in The Simpsons, Mm. I know you've seen, or I, I don't know about you, but I've seen articles where they say like oh look at this math joke that was just on the throwaway clip of, of the simpsons but it turns out to be like this really sophisticated <laughs> math problem equation and then they solve it or some shit you know <laughs> like that type right, of thing right so it, it it was really like back in the 20 years ago now at this point oh goodness i know time goes it was it was the heyday for that that era that type of cartoon like a new type of cartoon yeah. where it was um it didn't play down to its audience where like yeah. they understood that people could be sophisticated and still enjoy animation yeah it's really cool you think Rick and Morty is like that, that like that sophisticated I don't think they so don't know. no yeah. do you no, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it breeds a certain kind of fan that's very condescending mm-hmm. and very like you don't get it really like gatekeeping mm-hmm. and I'm sure they don't get it either yeah because that's the point I mean Rick is not a well Side segue, but Rick is not something you should aspire to. Right? To be. Yeah. Yeah. Although he does make a lot of sense sometimes. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of stuff. But, you know, it's it's crazy. Like, what did, what did they announce that? South, South Park? Yeah, it was like 14. 14 more seasons. Yeah, and like, and 12, like 12 movies. 12 movies, like, yeah. How the fuck is that possible? Is it still funny? No. I, <laughs> I don't. I, the last South Park I've watched was... Uh, the movie VHS, the, the first way, movie. way way back in the uh-huh. way back movie. What was it called? Like the big, bigger, better, stronger, bigger. Yeah, harder, that one. Longer, yeah, that one where softer. Right when like Saddam Hussein was dead, yeah, and it was fresh. <laughs> trying to bang Jesus. Yeah, and the devil. Yeah, South Park to me, there's like I think ten or eleven seasons of South Park where it's like some of the funniest, wittiest. You know, obviously there's the, the general rule for TV. Seven great episodes, seven good episodes, and seven episodes. Mm. But I feel like there was more like, you know, ten episodes were amazing. You know, five of them were really good, and then maybe a couple that weren't that great. But I, I don't. I stopped liking South Park when it became self-aware. When mm-hmm. it would, it started. It, sense. it started. The storyline started reflecting reflecting on what's happening in real life. I thought they always did that. They didn't always it, do that. Is it literally like? Litter because I know they had spoofs or something. They had spoofs, or mm-hmm. they would take a topic of something and then just right. blow it way out of proportion. Right. Like George Lucas raping a stormtrooper. Yeah, that type of shit. But I was like, where where I where I legit like stopped watching it is like remember back in ten years ago when the Gulf of Mexico was filling a bunch of oil, uh-huh. and they literally cut and paste that 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 story into like this five or six episode arc like they, you don't why, why, why are you doing oh this? I see what you mean it's like not very creative is no, it no not anymore yeah, no. like you, you look at earlier episodes of South Park where like they're playing ninjas mm-hmm. they're throwing yeah. ninja stars and, like, and, and isn't, isn't Butters get one Butters of the eye Butters get one of the eye and they dress him up as a dog and then <laughs> he gets take pissed him to the on yeah. <laughs> Butters <laughs> or like um I remember, uh, do you remember the, the whole scare? Maybe not. When did you come back to the U.S.? In, yeah. like, oh, 2000? 2000? Yeah. So, do you remember hearing about spontaneous combustion? Yes. 
So they did an episode spoofing yeah, on the, people the just dynamic, like, yes, a spot, spontaneous <laughs> combustion. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, but it wasn't like uh, a cut and paste of what was going on. Right, It was just right. some, some shit that was happening, and people were like, what the fuck? And, the exact, and South Park was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, what's going on? <laughs> Although, I have seen um, recently where they have... Uh, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage identifies a woman and she competes in the, in, I, the, <laughs> in the what like the I don't say Olympics but like um like um a competition is he like voiced a, no it's, it's he not, he's, he's been dead like yeah. this this happened I don't know three three years ago or oh, something okay it's fairly when this shit was happening but it's like legit like Macho Man Randy <laughs> Savage and like oh my god he's beating the shit out of everyone yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me see if I can find it so you can watch it. Because it's fucking, it's insane. Where like, do they have South Park? Is it on Comedy Central? Comedy Central? But do they, is it on Peacock? Or what is, who owns Comedy Central? It's on Hulu, it's on, H, it's on oh, HBO, HBO Max. Max. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so. I still need to finish Harley Quinn. <laughs> How many episodes are you on? I'm still on the same. I, I was yeah. lagging a couple what happened, of them. What happened with the Saturday morning cartoon? I was, I was lagging a couple of I was like sick. You're sick. I don't know. Should we listen to this or should we pause the recording and then? I'll probably pause the recording. Pause, all right, we're to. gonna pause the recording so Ernie can see this. So we'll be back. And we're back. Oh, we're back. So we just watched uh, <laughs> this clip of South Park spoofing on um, a conversation that I think should be had today, especially now the Olympics are almost over. Yeah. But the the trans women competing in uh, biological women sports right uh competitions stuff like that and that's what the, the type of things i liked about South Park is what they used to do they'll take a topic and just make it crazily out of proportion right. you know? <laughs> um but like like what they did there is that they had macho man randy savage right <laughs> a trans woman he just beats the shit out of everybody right. yeah. it's like i win I just love <laughs> oh god i just love how that guy's yeah. really into it so that's what i'm saying like after south park started you know doing stories that represented more of what's happening in the real life that's mm-hmm. when I kind of started like stop following him as much because mm-hmm. it, it wasn't funny you know, to me I'm sure somebody out there thinks it's funny and you know if you do good for you right. but to me it, it wasn't it wasn't what I watched South Park for it was about the kids you know doing their shenanigans and stuff like that right. not them spoofing on you know the horrible shit that's going on today in today's world yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. That's what I remember, too. I mean, I don't... I stopped with the VHS movie. I owned it Fucking at some point. 25 years ago. 25 years ago. Oh, God. But, yeah, that's what it was really about, was the adventures, and then there happened to be a commentary. But it was mostly about the kids you know, yeah. going through that commentary. But now it makes it sound like it's... The commentary and then the storyline with the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they stopped killing Kenny... Like a long time. Really? Yeah. So why? Is there a reason? They just got sick of it. Oh. They didn't want to kill Kenny. All right, I guess. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that was Kenny. That's all I remember. Yeah, and hey, growing up in, in middle school and high school, that's all. You killed Kenny. You bastard. You bastards, right. That was all it was. Now, I'm sure there's a whole generation of South Park fans who don't know about them. Why would they keep kill, killing kill Kenny? Kenny? Oh, yeah. God. There's a there's a generational divide now at Star. <laughs> um, so you watched the Mitchells versus Machine. I did. How'd you like it? Uh, I liked it. It was fun. Right? <laughs> I liked it. That's, it really that's all I got. It's again, it's Lord Miller. You didn't tell me uh-huh. Lord Miller was one of the producers. So yeah. It's the same people who did uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. And I, I really liked Into the Spider-Verse and Mitchell's versus Machines was, it's, yeah, I liked it a lot. It was funny. Like, 
It's like the the episode of uh, South, uh, not South Park, the Futurama when the the robots revolt. Yeah, and um, it kind of just expanded it and made it crazier and funnier, and, and it was it was fucking. Hilarious. It finished in a day. Yeah, <laughs> just like that episode. That episode. <laughs> yeah, at least twenty four hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, produced by Phil Lord, Chris, Christopher Miller, and Kurt Albrecht. Yeah. So two of the dudes who were responsible for. Uh, a version of Solo that we're never going to see and uh, both Lego movies I think at this point mm-hmm. and they were going to do and The Flash oh. Right? Oh, they were going to do The Flash but then they got hired to do um, Solo and they were like fuck y'all to DC and then <laughs> they left to Marvel and then Disney was like you guys are fucking out of here and so oh then, <laughs> yeah. yeah okay so and then they did this and Spider-Verse mm-hmm. yeah. they did Spider-Verse as well I believe so yeah Let's see. And, yeah, can you double check? Yeah, I'll check <laughs> I swore Miller's Spider-Verse, but my names aren't very... I don't really got a good track record. They're all just generic white people names? Pretty much. Uh, Phil Lord. Yeah, there yeah. you go. All right, cool. And then, right? That's it? That's it, just Phil Lord. Oh, okay. Yeah. Produced by Christopher Miller. So they're still... It looks like they're still working. Yeah. Getting fired by uh, Disney wasn't um, <laughs> the worst thing to happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it was also a Sony show, obviously, because they own the rights. Uh-huh. But, this, but yeah, I like that one, and I did feel a lot of that energy in this one. Mm-hmm. The whole, like, um, you know, passing up the torch and being unsure of yourself. And the, being, the Millers? Yeah, the Millers. The Mitchells? Yeah, the, the, the Mitchells. Yeah. It was, it was funny, like, the it was a good family dynamic. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the girl was just um, egg, egging on her dad so that he could... Uh, allow her to to do her mission, mm. like they, they they would draw out missions and stuff like that, <laughs> and then um, then he finds out about it, and then she has to do the redemption, and then at the I, I sort of I swear, like I thought at one point the movie was gonna end and they were gonna get captured, yeah, like it felt like that, right? Yeah, even though you know deep down the movie most movies end with. Uh, the good guy always winning, especially animated movies. Right. It felt like, oh my God, are they going to survive? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, it's it's not a critique, mm-hmm. but it was. It felt like the beginning of the second act. Because uh-huh. like, it felt a little bloated. Yeah. Just because I did think I thought they were going to get captured too when, they, uh, when it was a trap. Right? It's a trap and all this stuff. And then, like, it turns out it's not going to be well. But after that point, it, then it started becoming like, the redemption arc like oh yeah we have to go to the big building the big bad <laughs> and stuff like that the and, dog yeah oh, I got the the performances I, I just I like that the dog was hilarious I think the little boy was the brother was, the little brother was yeah. hilarious yeah I like the where uh, there's one scene I think the mom has a sign and it's like she's he's reading it out loud but he's all robotic like yes Katie I would like to have these times with you <laughs> and then she's like giving him shit and then she looks to the right and the brother has one like yes dad I would like to <laughs> I like I'm like she they threatened her her children and she became like this oh kill Bill <laughs> that scene I, I laughed my mom walks and like why are you laughing so loud it's like, and then when they're in the sky, yeah, and then like the, the all the the evil, the black one, the black robots, they're like the lavender one is here. <laughs> it's like run, brothers, run. It was um, it was like the in Age of Ultron when all the the Ultrons were fighting, and um, then Hulk was like, Rawr! yeah, they and all they ran just ran away. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely. That was oh my god, that was so funny. And then the subtitles. Oh no, not so you don't um, need the subtitles for that one. The for the uh, Furbies. 
No, not the Furbies. The one of the black ones. They yell like the reckoning has arrived. <laughs> and he's getting like killed. Oh my god! Like there's a prophecy. <laughs> I like. Yeah, it was a it was a fun movie. It it is a fun movie. It's a really fun. Movie. It really and is. The cast, you know, Abby Jacobson, Olivia Coleman, which Olivia I didn't Coleman. know was the was pal. She was the one who voiced Danny Pal. McBride. Yeah. Maya Rudolph. She played the, the mom. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, Blake Griffin. Yes. The basketball player. Yes. <laughs> he was one of the robots. Oh, okay, cool. I, I like the, the two robots. One of the dysfunctional robots, yeah. I like the two dysfunctional, like, we're just regular humans. <laughs> Let us go downstairs with the other humans. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention about the Bumblebee. Mm. I like the kid. The, 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 the love interest. Oh. Of uh, the, the girl, the, the neighbor, the kid with the fro. And oh, yeah, like, yeah. shows up all late, like, I'm here. The show's over, kid. No. All right, cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I liked uh, Bumblebee and this one, even though this one's like the whole robot apocalypse. Mm-hmm. The, it, it felt like... Bumblebee a, isn't? Oh, well, that's fair. <laughs> he's more like the Harbinger. The Harbinger? The, the, the Silver Surfer? Right. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, no, Optimus is coming. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, felt, it felt grounded in the sense of there's family. Mm-hmm. Right, they never forget that there's a there's a family aspect yeah, to the narrative. The core, yeah, yeah. it's everything um, comes down to, to the family being able to achieve what they wanted to achieve as a, as a whole. Yeah, um, and I almost cried. It does. Yeah, I it's, almost it's, the scene where he's like watching stuff and watching Katie grow up. Yeah, and I was like, I got so choked. And then the music, the music is like playing i'm like oh god don't cry <laughs> and then they did it again at the end where he's she's watching you know the dad give up his dream not his dreams but you know his one of his goals yeah to live in the wilderness spoilers <laughs> and uh, like the thing he takes is like the moose and that's from the house i'm like oh my god don't cry <laughs> yeah i like the aspect of of having the um, them document their whole journey like there was another movie that did that um chef with um john favreau Oh yes, Where, yes. I remember. Did you see it? No, no. You didn't see it. <laughs> no, but, but I, I've seen the. Yeah, I know what you're in the about. movie, the, the his son as they're driving uh, a food truck from Miami across country, across country from Miami to LA. Uh-huh. They stop by in different um, like hubs. They stop by New Orleans, Austin, that type of stuff to sell their food. And the kid is taking pictures. He's taking like three second videos, and at the end, he shows the dad like this whole you know this compilation of of all these pictures and videos that he took of their journey. As a way to commemorate, you know, the the time he spent with his dad, right, and right. take into consideration that in in that story, you know, the dad is divorced from the mom. The kid is like, you know, the the divorce, the classic case of the divorced kid. You know, doesn't get as much attention as he would like from the dad. Stuff like that. That's right. always busy. So I think like that that aspect of you know documenting your your, your journey, even though this movie's animated, and stuff <laughs> like that, documenting your journey, I, I like that 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 aspect, and that, that kind of makes me wish like, oh, how come I didn't do that with some of my travels and stuff like that? Yeah, it's very meta, and I feel like it not only speaks to us. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it, we're the dad in terms of like it's a new world mm-hmm. and it's like maybe we don't understand these new filmmakers because they're always on the YouTube and the social media <laughs> and stuff like that yeah. but there's a there's a always a unified middle ground where we can you know connect with and stuff like that and I did like the even it's a tape mm-hmm. record right it's not even like you know the disc ones or like the ones that are just flash drive it's legit just the, the cassette the Sony cassette recorders. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, there's like a certain connection with that, that she knows how to use that. And so does the dad. It's like, 
Yeah, there's that gap that gets filled because yeah. of the, the, that. Uh, but yeah, I recommend 100% to watch this movie. Uh, you know, it's a good family movie. Or even uh, you sit alone at home by yourself and watch yeah. a movie. <laughs> Sad. I was eating like a bowl of cereal while watching this. Yeah, it's, it's definitely something. It's not too long. You know, I know a lot of people don't have time to just watch it or an animated cartoon, but it has a lot of heart. Yeah, very. Yeah. It's very. And movies and animated shows like this, especially remind us. For me, at least, they remind me of, um, I don't say a better time, but yeah, a better, better time. time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Simpler time. Of, yeah, simpler time. It's Something is so humbling, it's heartfelt, and then you're like, ah, I wish it was more like this, but I guess yeah. it's not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what would, you, what would you rate it? Uh, eight. Eight? Yeah. What would it, what would it have to be to be a nine or a ten? If a nine or a ten, uh, it felt during instances, mm-hmm. and I'm using like other lords work with with uh, with Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. The narrative was intertwined with the characters. Yeah, there wasn't an instance where they had to fade to black, or we had to go to see what the bad guys were thinking about. And uh, this scene, it's not a bad thing, right? You have to because it, it's it's what the narrative calls for. Yeah, it cuts up the it, the monotony. It hit right exactly, but it, it hits the beat where like hey, let's it's a TV kind of choice uh-huh. where they have to go to the bad guys. What are they planning? And then go back to the Mitchells. It's yeah, it's archetypal storytelling. Yeah, you always have to go reveal a little bit of the of the bad guy's plot and then back to right. how they're going to yeah. proceed from here on out. But I felt like the narrative itself didn't meet that because we already, we're already with the characters mm-hmm. and anything that's thrown at them, we can assume that it's from the big bad. Yeah. Right? Like, we already, yeah. yeah, I get what you're saying. Especially yeah. seeing that most likely they're the only ones left. Yeah, they so. literally <laughs> tell us. Like, <laughs> the, I, I, at first, the scene where it was exposition, I hated it. Like, oh my god, there's a scene exposition. But the characters that that gave it was so entertaining. I'm like, okay, I'll, the robots. I'll, yeah, it's yeah. like 80 miles. Like, what are you doing with me right now? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like he's giving. It's 80 miles away. Like, really? Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I I love that they took their roles and were immersed. It's animated naturally, mm-hmm. but it felt like I was I was sold on yeah. how they portrayed their roles. And for it to be a 9 or a 10, they can focus on them rather than, hey, let's see what Pal's motivations are. Okay. Even though there's like, maybe she'll feel bad, and then it's a joke at the end where she's in sleep mode, <laughs> and she doesn't give a shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. like, oh, okay, that's cool. You didn't, you, you're not redeemable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. You know, there, there's um, a specific uh, story structure where movies fall in line just because like that's been proven and that's been... Yeah. The standard for a hundred plus years of <laughs> Aristotle of, yeah. era, like beginning, thousand, middle, end. Yeah. yeah. There's the beginning, middle, and end. But I, I get what you're saying that maybe, you know, play around with it a little bit. We know that that these people are, are the family is going to take on the big baddie at the end. So don't necessarily give us uh, more uh, of the big baddie and explaining why she's doing this and all that stuff. Maybe until closer to the end, you know, yeah. wrap right. up that. That's that's true because I, with her with her at the in the beginning she's kind of in a sympathetic mode right mm-hmm. and she's being thrown away and that's the same how uh, the dad feels how the the daughter feels Katie feels right mm-hmm. being thrown away, and then at the end 
there's we there's kind of like a slimmer of hope like oh maybe she'll understand what katie oh no she's not <laughs> she's not at all she she hates everything she's already set in her own ways mm-hmm. but it's again it's not like it's not something that took me out of the story it's just a small smidgen critique but the whole thing it's Again, I cried. I mean, if you can get me to cry, I, I can. I was really, I was that connected because the first, you know, you know, we've we've lost loved ones. Yeah. It's like there's that chance where maybe we could have had that conversation. Like, hey, take me to college, Dad. Yeah. Or, you know, or here's my grandson. You know, your grandson and all yeah. that stuff. It makes you think like all the stuff that, um, I guess people would consider milestones in life, that there's not going to be, um. It's not going to be, I want to say complete, because, you know, for, we're, we're, we're taught that, you know, for some, to some extent, you know, you know, the big milestones we have in our life, you know, whether you decide to get married, you decide to have family, you decide to have kids, or if you go to college, you graduate, you become a, you know, successful person, to some extent, your family's going to be there for you. And for us, where our family isn't complete anymore, we don't, um... You know, it makes you think like, hmm. You know, depending on which way I go, you know, I'm not gonna be sh- be able to share that with my dad. Right. Um, and unlike unlike in the movie, and and that's what the guy was 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 his whole motivation was that he's seeing that his daughter's growing up, and in that growing up, there's a, a sense of separation. Yeah. Between them, which is natural, but him being the father doesn't want that. So right. he's trying to do what as much as he possibly can. To, to be involved in his daughter's life, even though he, at the beginning, he screws it up. You know, he breaks the computer, he, <laughs> yeah, he right. cancels her flight, right. and her driver. Right. And he looks all crazy, like, you're going to be with us. And it's like, and I love, I, and not a lot of animated does this. I mean, there's a few in my mind, like How to Train Your Dragon and Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, in terms of combining the cinema, like the cinema of it, yeah. You know, those angles, those things that are usually reserved for live action productions in an animated one. Granted, it is animated, but seeing those techniques within the sense of like it's just not a regular cartoon, mm-hmm. right? Like when he was like all crazy, his eyes are like it zooms into him, <laughs> and it's, you're like, what's going on? And it's, like, and it's very cin- and cinematic in the sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? it's very. They they play around with uh, the com- the conventional animated. Um, and I, but I feel like I feel like the conventional animated archetype. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's been happening a lot recently with animation. Like it goes mm-hmm. far beyond the the, the, the plain two D right, you know right. angles of everything and stuff like that. And you think of like the like the um, Lego movie. I haven't seen that. You haven't seen the Lego I movie. I haven't seen the what? first one or the second one. What? Am I adding this to before we meet? <laughs> <laughs> it's Suicide Squad. I mean I can spend a day to watch all yeah. three. Well, it's up to you, but you you look we have at to talk about it. Though. <laughs> um, what's another animation movie that's come out recently? Has there been any? Mm-hmm. That that isn't like Disney or anything. That isn't like Disney. Yeah. Oh, into the Spider Verse. Into the Spider Verse. Yeah. yeah, I guess. Yeah. But that one's like it plays around with certain like comic book animations, mm-hmm. like how Miles moves is supposed to evoke the comic book. Yeah. Right. The the. The color, everything is very shading, vibrant. Shading, yeah, yeah exactly. very comic booky. Have you seen Into the Spider Verse? Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, 
like the, I like the Nick Cage as a, as noir Spider-Man. Oh so, yes, with the, with the Rubik cube is like oh, uh, they're all the same. <laughs> <laughs> I was like purple. No, <laughs> like whoa, this is a pretty intense backstory. Or something. Yeah, it's like, like my my uncle Aaron. It's like he's really intense. Like, he's really intense. Yeah, I, I yeah Spider-Man. I I like the noir Spider-Man the most. Spider Ham yeah. was funny too. Sorry, but, yeah, it was pretty funny. But I like uh, Spider Noir Spider Man. Yeah, I like Noir Spider. I like the when he beat the crap out of who was it? Scorpion? Is it Scorpion where he's like he fist pumped? Oh uh, like, yeah, he, fist the cuffs. Like, yeah, he, <laughs> no, yeah, he knocks him out like that <laughs> punk, and then like he drags something down with yeah. the web. Yeah, like, this guy is awesome. It was fun, but so you give a uh, Mitchell's versus Machines an uh, eight out of ten. Yeah, I think I'm um, like an eight or a nine. Yeah, maybe nine because I wasn't expecting it. Like, you know, like, um, my yeah, girlfriend yeah. was was like, let's watch this movie. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, oh, this is legit, generous surprise. So that's maybe the only reason why I would give it a, a nine over an eight. But it's, it's a really fun, entertaining movie, without a doubt. I remember, I don't remember, actually, I don't remember what it was before. Mm-hmm. They, they rebranded it to Machines vs. the Mitchells. But I know there was a different title before that. And I remember seeing that trailer and I was like, I'm sold. <laughs> when I saw that, yeah, and then they changed it up and then it switched hands on Netflix. I don't remember what it's called. What it was called. This would be a pretty good. I'm just Googling shit. Oh. I'm just looking at here. This would be. This feels like it would be. Um, like if it was a, a theatrical release, it'd be Gangbusters, right? Yes. Without Absolutely, doubt. yeah. It's. It's one of those movies where it's so warm, and then I don't know where it's it's oh, it a says, robot apocalypse. It says I found this article from IndieWire. Mm-hmm. Netflix acquires Phil Lord and Chris Miller produce Connected from Sony. Phil from Sony film gets new title, so I guess it used to be called Connected. Yeah, it used to go called Connected, and the whole it was the same premise. I mean, they're all, but it it felt like it was a little leaning on people on their phones mostly. Like the technology aspect, mm-hmm. like everyone glued to their screens and stuff like that. Okay. But this one makes it more like it's a family, like versus the machines. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, let's finish on this because we've been going for over two hours now. We always do that. Are you even surprised at this point? No. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised we could talk this much. I'm not. No. We yeah. Justice Jip. 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 We went like four hours sometimes. Really. When we start talking nerd stuff, man, time go. flies <laughs> up. Dude. Like, we had four, this is a little flashback for anyone who don't remember, uh-huh. but we had a podcast called JIP. Justice Infinity Podcast. Justice Infinity Podcast. Which was then, a redundant because the email was JIP Podcast. I think we talked about this. Yeah. No past that anyway. But uh, we, there were four of us. Leave the crimes of our ancestors. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was Daniel, Nick, uh, Joel. No, was, was it Daniel? Was it Daniel? Oh, no, was it Daniel? It was Nick. Blake. You, myself and Blake, yeah. And Blake, yeah, it was all of us. All and of us. Uh, when we talked, we would just, just keep like, going, keep just going like five hours because we would talk like Star Wars for a good two hours. Yeah, I do remember going for a while, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't I remember know. I remember us being going, I was like, oh, what time is it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. In the, in the, in the, the little room in the library. Oh, God, I love that room. That room I loved like, that room. I pretty should, much should put a plaque on it. <laughs> Unofficial, official plaque. <laughs> yeah. Hide it, like tear up the carpet, put the plaque, and then put the carpet over it. So <laughs> it is there. 
<laughs> they stand on the corner. That's where history is. Yeah. Like, that's what, that's the cool part about um, being a creator. Because mm-hmm. you can hide a bunch of stuff and, and stuff you do. <laughs> and uh, and just, like, wait and watch for people to uh, to pick up on it. Like, um, I forgot what I was watching. Uh, but there was a, a lot of, like, references to, to stuff that was going to happen or it happened. I think, like, in um, Dope Tomorrow World, where I talked about this, where mm-hmm. they... they they said that the when they come back from the past, from the future to the past, they come back at possibly the most uh, watched sporting event in in the world. Right. And and during the World Cup uh, finals in twenty twenty two, so that's something that yeah, I was you like, did oh, talk that's, about that's interesting. Yeah, I like how they did that. <laughs> <laughs> Which I still I still need to I want to watch that and Free Guy. Free Guy. Yeah, Free Guy with uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I heard that's pretty good. It kind of feels like. Free Guy gave me the sensation of... You remember the sh- that movie Gamer? Yeah. With Gerard Butler? Right, yeah, yeah. kind of gave me like something like that. Yeah, it does feel like ways. that. And yeah, then... Those it, less rapey, though. Because yeah. <laughs> Gamer was like, yeah, let me use my body. Yeah. Like, and it... Um, but I feel like it, it's going to rely on a lot of uh, first person. I hope not. Which I don't... I can't... Yeah, I, I, I can't. But, yeah. <laughs> like, I'll vomit. Yeah. I, won't, I won't vomit, but it just... It kind of gives me that feeling of the Uncanny Valley feeling. Yeah, like, why is like Hardcore going? Henry. Yeah, Hardcore yeah, Henry. Yeah, Hardcore Henry, I thought was, because they said, you're not going to get dizzy. And it's like, no, you're, you're, I got you dizzy. Got dizzy yeah. <laughs> I got dizzy watching the trailer for that movie, so I don't uh, even have to watch, watch yeah, the whole thing. It's, your, it's that dude that you kind of like. I like Neil Yeah, Bokan. I like him too. He's a really good director. Yeah, oh, well, not that guy, the other guy. Charles Copley. Yeah, him. I love oh. him. Yeah, Charles Copley. I don't know his name. He would have been a, a, an awesome brainiac. He would. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, pretty, actually, to be or honest. Carnage. To be honest, I feel like he'd be good in any role yeah he's a really good actor he was in um, Elysium mm, he was pretty in much um, every. <laughs> pretty much every every Neil Bloom was he in movie. Chappie Chappie he played the voice of Chappie oh he did oh, yeah. oh what a tease and then um, in District 9 yeah he was the main which yeah. we never got the District 10 or District whatever 10, they said they'll come back in what three years <laughs> yeah and it's been 11 <laughs> no 12, 12 what, years? I wonder if they're gonna incorporate that in the narrative Neil Bloom camp if they ever that they, they took too long. Maybe. Right? I mean, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, well uh, yeah, I guess you would have to explain because, like, if he turns into from cockroach alien back to human, then he's going to be, like, is he going <laughs> to age? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Or what's going to happen? Maybe. They'll do some Disney, Disney. de-aging. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to call up Disney and be like, hey, well, he got that suit. That was uh, pretty cool, though. Yeah. He flew that dude's arm off and they eat that dude. Uh, <laughs> that was like the. <laughs> it's a it's a fun movie. It um, is. It is. Uh, and it's new. I like that it was a new concept. Yeah. The the alien invasion, but they get just get stuck here. Yeah, and like discriminated <laughs> against. Yeah. yeah. What are they called? Prawns. Yeah. The yeah, prawns. that's the derogatory term mm-hmm. for them. Prawns. Um. So I watched Fear Street Part Two and Three. Part Three. Okay. Part two was part set two. in nineteen seventy something, mm-hmm. and then part three was set in sixteen sixty six. Okay, so Fear Street is horror movies in different yeah. eras, kind of like um, Narcos is with drugs. Mm, no, horror <laughs> Fear, yeah, with uh, Narcos is with uh, drug cartels, but right. no, it's it's oh, okay. It's so it, it it starts off the first movie is it's what's happening. Well, not I was gonna say today, but not today because it's, it's set in the nineties. Mm-hmm. But what's happening present day in nineties, right? Oh. Um, and then they they try to figure out um, they there's like the brother who's like 
researched all the the possession and all the crazy shit that's been happening to right. the, to that town that they live in, and then they're convinced that hey, this is a curse. So mm. they go, they go and find in the second movie, they find this girl who who went through it in the seventies, mm. and then in the third movie they talk about the origin. Oh, oh, that's nice. Yeah. So I like that they left the origin for the last one. Yeah. It's usually like the next one. Mm-hmm. The second one. Okay. So they, they do, they go from 90s to 70s to 1600s. Uh-huh. And then, then the last one, it's like, I think it's like two hours long. And then like an hour and 15 or an hour and 20 minutes mm-hmm. is what's happening. What happened in 16, back in the Salem Witch Trials. Right. And it all stems from that. From that Salem one, Witch. the one item. The, oh, it's the moment in history, right? The Salem witch trials and stuff okay. like that. It, okay. it all comes from like back when, the, you know, people were basically knuckle draggers, and you know somebody had a seizure, and then boom, they they, they, they declare him as a witch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the like. If you're not a witch, you won't drown. It's yeah. like, all right, asshole. Well, it's um. Oh, what is it? If if you're a witch, you'll float. But if oh. you're not a witch, you'll drown. Oh, so either I'm, way, if you floated, you get killed. You get killed. You're a witch. Right, right. If you didn't, you'll die. But they're like, hey, she at least wasn't a witch. I guess she wasn't. <laughs> yeah, right. But right. It, 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 it was really interesting how they constructed the story within the three, the last three, um, the, the the three story, the movie structure. Because mm-hmm. in the first one, you see these demonic characters. You know, there's a guy with an axe. There's a a lady with a switchblade. Mm-hmm. There's um. A kid with a like a Halloween mask with a bat and there's a priest and all this shit. All right. And then in the it tells you, um, it shows you the origin of, of of at least two of the guy with the axe and then the priest. Oh, okay, cool. So yeah, it's it, and it it's it's um. The only thing I was like I wasn't like, I wasn't too too. It's kind of sound. It's gonna sound fucking morbid as shit, but <laughs> apparently that the priest was the one who did the most fucked up shit. Right. Like he took a bunch of kids and carved their eyes out and a bunch mm-hmm. of crazy hard shit, but we didn't see that. Oh. But we saw everything else. What the other demonic people happened? Because like the the story is the the there's this town right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Shady Side, I think. Okay. Oh, and then name. and then uh, the other town, Sunny Side. So everybody who lives in Shady, yeah, <laughs> everybody who lives in Shady Side. Feels like the that the town's been cursed because like nobody gets out of the shady side. It's a bunch of like fooey or whatever, you right, know. Right. And then on the sunny side is like rich people living. They look down on the shady siders. Right, it's like the it's like a Pawnee and, and Eagleton. Uh, Eagleton. That's what I was exactly. thinking yeah. too. I was like Pawnee, it's like Eagleton. Pawnee and Eagleton from from uh, Parch and Rec. It's like that. Money and went up the hill. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I remember, that's what I was thinking too. Oh my gosh, get out of my head. <laughs> So it, it's like that. It's like that type of di- dynamic, okay. and then they explain why like all this crazy shit is happening in, in Shady Side. Like if every now and then, like somebody goes crazy and kills a bunch of people, and the police just attribute that to like he snapped the right. person. Snapped. That's what she yeah. yeah. But there's the lore of a witch from 16, 16, 1666 mm-hmm. who cursed the town. Nice name, nice year. <laughs> yeah. Right. Who cursed the town? And then they explore the the story with within that from the set from the first, second, and the third, which is pretty cool. I li- I I enjoyed it a lot. I'm not gonna say it's scary because it wasn't, but I enjoyed right. It. it seems more documentary than scary. 
like you want to know more but yeah. it's not really like oh yeah. my gosh I'm scared like tell me more yeah that's what that's what my my view was was, was like when I went into it I was like I don't want to see this movie because it's not going to be scary right and it wasn't but I was in the, the story uh, intrigued me enough to where I did want to continue interesting watching. and there's going to be a fourth one I don't know because does it get resolved by the third one yeah oh I see it does okay. let's see fear Someone's by the door. Fear Street. It's a film trilogy event. Yeah, so it looks like it's going to be. Interesting. Hmm. It's it's a really interesting, uh, you know, movie series that uh, you got some time to kill. You got to watch them. How long is each? They're pretty long. Yeah, they're pretty long. They're not episodes? No, Mm -hmm. they're they're movies. But they play in uh, like episodic. Like the first one is... How long are you? Come on. It's like well over two and a half hours. Okay. Intriguing. Length. But that one forty seven, that does not seem right. Because <laughs> I felt like I was sitting I was sitting in bed for longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> An hour and fifty is the second one. Fear Street. Why the name Fear Street? Is that just because that's what shady? Um, I don't know. I guess, maybe. Maybe, like, all the killings happened on Fear Street. It's, on like, the, it's like a oh. Crime Alley. Why would you yeah. name something Crime Alley? No, no, okay, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> all the crimes happened on Crime Alley. <laughs> like, like, John Crimely <laughs> founded the area, so we named the street after him. Yeah. Crime um, Street. Something like, um, I remember listening to this, so I don't know if it's true or not, but uh, Chef Boyardee, uh-huh. the guy's name, the... the the, 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 the chef who created that, right? His name was Chef Boyardee. Uh-huh. Boyardee. Right. But he couldn't say it. Like, they, they, were, they were, when they were creating the marketing, they, they didn't think that people were able to say Chef Boyardee. So they separated to Chef Boyardee. Boyardee. So maybe something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like John Creamley. <laughs> yeah. Cream. Crimely. 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 And then they became to Crime Alley. <laughs> this is my legacy. Make yeah. a story out of that. Crime Alley's origins. Nothing happened. No, no crime happened. They just named it like that so the so people wouldn't hang out back there. <laughs> they wouldn't loiter. It's a short story. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's it for to, to this week. No? I guess so. We pretty much covered it. Everything. Anything we, we missed that you want to talk about? No, I think we touched on everything. Yep, we pretty much touched on everything. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you for listening to Pop Salsa. Pop Salsa. (laughs) (laughs) I gave you a chance. (laughs) (laughs) Gave me a beat, and then I just completely failed. Uh, Thank you for listening to Pop Salsa. We will be back next week, we hope. Yes. Thank you for listening. Have a good one. Have a good one. Love you. Love you too.